Well, greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to the Best Damn Movie Related Show on the planet Earth, the John Campion Show. Coming to you from right here on my YouTube channel. I am, of course, your host, John Campia, and it is an awesome honor and privilege, as it is every day, to have you, our international friends, gather around as we talk about our favorite things in the world, movies, movie news, TV, streaming, all sorts of good things. And guys, it is Monday. Congratulations to the start of another brand new week. May it be filled with triumph and victory layeth before your feet. Joining us here today, the golden road leads to his new house, ladies and gentlemen, Robert Meyer Burnett is here. Robert, how you doing? John, I heard an interesting fact. Do you know that today is National Animal Crackers Day? I did not know there was such a thing. So if you're a Marx Brothers fan, you could celebrate. But I just like animal crackers. I didn't know there was such a thing either. I don't think it's the movie they're celebrating. No, I don't. But we could. We could. You're half like you can just put some in Liv Tyler's pants. Oh. Is that? Oh, that's right. Armageddon. Oh, oh, yeah. Wow. Reference. Uh, you know, I just, I just thought I'd bring that joy because who doesn't like animal crackers? Absolutely. And sitting over here. She is the living embodiment of animal crackers. Chris Carr is here today. Chris, how you doing? I'm good. Sugary, sweet, and you shouldn't eat too many of them. That's probably my deal. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting beside her. He's joining you guys in the live chat today. He is so looking forward to a 10-hour marathon of Lord of the Rings films. It's Ray Ora. I just want to say congratulations to Errol Spence for winning his fight on Saturday. That's Un- right. Unifying the titles. getting ready for that Crawford fight. So it truly was a game day for him. Yeah. It was very, very much a game day for him. I I was just telling the guys about Ann and I ran into some viewers of the show, and the first thing they did was they looked around and said, is Ray here with you? They wanted to. (laughs) By the way, and one of them gave me an idea. They said, you know what you should do on your show? I'm like, this is new. No one's ever given me a suggestion for what we should do on the show, but please, (laughs) by all means. They actually had a pretty good idea. They go, whenever, whenever a big point or a big important point or a really good point gets made or something really funny gets said, you should call it the aviation shot of the show and say, <laughs> like, if you say, like, if Rob says something really great, then, like, something very insightful just goes, Rob, that gets the aviation <laughs> shot of the show. Oh, I love that. I, I think that is a fine idea, John. Thank you. By the way, I should remind everybody that, no, we are not <laughs> sponsored by Aviation Gin. We did have somebody from Aviation send us a couple of crates of this stuff. That's why it's littered all over the place in the studios. I'm sponsoring them. <laughs> I am too. I'm personally sponsoring Aviation Every morning so far. <laughs> Every morning. All right, guys, this is how today's show is going to go. We're going to break the show up into two parts in the first half of the show we're going to talk about some predetermined topics then in the second half of the show we're going to take your live comments and questions how do you get a live comment or question on the show well that's easy if you're watching live and unfortunately only if you're watching live you can use the super chat feature in the youtube chat and send that in now you can't do that yet because we're only going to open it up once we get close to the end of the of the final main topic so once we get close to the final the end of the final main topic we'll open up the super chats and we'll let you guys send them in. Just be ready with your Super Chats because we only leave the Super Chats open for about five minutes because they <laughs> fill up quickly. So just be ready to go on that. All right, guys, listen. It's Monday. Some cool things to talk about. So let's get things started with this off the top. You know, my second favorite movie of the year so far. Obviously, we've been talking a lot. My favorite movie of the year right now is Everything Everywhere All at Once. God, I love that movie. But my second favorite movie of the year was my number one most anticipated film of the year, and that was The Batman. I love this movie. Matt Reeves 
created a lot of hype going into it. And in my opinion, he delivered. I mean, it's not perfect. It was a little bit longer than it needed to be. There's a little bit of shakiness here and there. But, but overall, for a three-hour film, I'm telling you what, I was engaged in it. The time flew by. I love Robert Pattinson. I love all the cast was terrific. Love, love, love this movie. The movie is still making money at the box office. And it has just crossed a milestone of $750 million worldwide, which if you had told me it was going to do that, I would say that's that would be pretty good because, Rob, we spent months discussing all the hurdles and all the obstacles and all the problems that the Batman was going to face trying to make decent box office. Everything between the confusion, the, you know, the name of Batman when it comes to cinematic films right now is a little bit sullied, like a lot of different things that was working against it. Cross $700 million. But today is also important because today the Batman goes on to HBO Max. Again, not a good decision in my opinion because no. this movie still, they're literally throwing millions of dollars out the door. But they set a date and they're sticking to it. And for people who haven't had a chance to see it yet, this is a good day for you because the Batman hits HBO Max. I am definitely going to be sitting down to watch this again sometime in the next couple of days. I adored this movie. So kind of a momentous day, Rob. You know, it's it's been a little bit now since we've seen it in theaters and all that kind of stuff. What do you think about the fact that it crossed seven hundred and fifty million? And what do you think about the fact that hey, today it hits HBO Max? Well, one, I think that seven hundred and fifty million is really respectable. I mean, that's the kind of numbers the first Deadpool did, like X Men: Days of Future Past. Uh, I mean, you know, everyone talks about a billion dollars as if ah, everything should just make a billion dollars. No, that's not. That's not. It's not easy. So $750 million outcome for a movie that months ago people were joking about Twilight Boy to see this kind of of response. And let's face it, it's not exactly the most family-friendly movie you've ever seen in your life. Um, I think it's great. I think it's great for Warner Brothers. I think it's great for... You know, Warner Discovery, the new company, now that it has completely been taken over, they have to be happy that they're coming off a win. Yeah. And uh, it's a great way to start the new regime, I think, at Warner Brothers. And for them to drop this on HBO Max, I think it's silly. I believe in a 60-day window, personally. I mean, and this is a perfect example. You have a movie that's still earning. Why why cut it off at the knees when you could still make, like you just said, millions of dollars, maybe even if it's only $10 million. Or fifteen million, or worldwide. five million, or five million. I mean, <laughs> that's more money I'll ever see in my life. <laughs> right. I mean, that's why not? It, it seems strange and, and a little bit short-sighted because everyone knows. Guess what? The Batman's going to be on HBO Max sometime. Yeah. You know, no one's going to be like, well, um, I guess I have to wait another what twenty or how what is that forty-five days or sixty days? That's fifteen days, right? <laughs> I mean. This two weeks. Why not wait another two weeks? But anyway, I think it's great all around. around. The movie made money. It's on HBO Max. They're going to get probably new subscribers who are still terrified of the pandemic. Didn't go see it. It's all good, John. Um, and I think I would love to see them announce a new one, another one. See, here's the thing, too. Like, we were talking a little bit about a lot of people. You mentioned the billion dollars, as Mark. But everybody, this is why we talked for months about it. Everybody overlooked the fact that there were so many things working against it. I mean... The Batman that we've had on screen, I love Ben Affleck's Batman, but a lot of people are very mixed on it. hasn't had the greatest reception. You got the confusion of Batman with, well, wait a second. We heard Michael Keaton's Batman, and then we heard Ben Affleck's coming back for Flash's Batman, and now there's another Batman. Is, is this coming back to a Joker? And then you brought up the Twilight Boy thing. There were still, right up to the day this movie came out, so many people going, I'm not going to go see Batman. They got the Twilight Boy in that, because none of them has. And that's understandable when you consider these guys never probably watched 
any of the films he's done in the last nine right. years. But for people who did see him, they knew it was a good thing. So I think for the it and it was three hours. You couldn't have appealed to the same audience that appealed to Spider-Man No Way Home because it's not super family friendly. And uh, despite all of that, it made $750 million. I think that's great. Anyway, Chris, you, number one, see that across seven fifty. dollars Number mm -hmm. two, hits HBO Max right now. What stands out to you? They could have made so much more money. <laughs> they could have made so much more money. But that being said, I am excited to be able to watch this from the comfort of my own home, in my sweatpants, eating whatever snacks I want and not paying more money for uh, concessions or anything. Animal crackers. Or animal crackers, yeah. Is that your go-to movie snack? Do they sell those in movie theaters? No, I, I don't know. I just remember. Remember the box, like the circus? The oh, circus yeah. thing with the little wheels and the mm -hmm. four animals. Those were cute. Yeah, and the little string carry yeah. on that. With, with frosting and sprinkles or no? No, that dude. Come on. I'm a purist. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm a purist. Ray, you're going to sit down and watch the next three hours? I mean, you you went to go see a three-hour movie twice in theaters. But that's I, enough. So what are you thinking? No, that's enough. <laughs> I will be watching Lord of the Rings for the rest of my life tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you I only can't got believe 24 hours, buddy. <laughs> yeah, 36 months of 20. I know. I feel like so, like today is going to be super short. Like, I have to watch Lord. No, you know what? I'm just happy for the people who couldn't go to the theaters and watch it because now they could see a masterpiece, which it is. Um, and they're at the comfort of their own home. So if they need to take a break, they could pause it and come back to it later, which is Three probably the movie. most important thing with this movie. Don't miss any of it, especially the first time. Yeah, yeah. Get don't all, just take, walk out of the room. Yeah, pause. Take all of it Hit in. Pause. Take all of it in, and then if you want, want to watch it the second time, go ahead and sleep to it, whatever you want to do. I'm curious to see what it's like on TV, to be honest. I'm getting a new TV from my studio. I don't think it's going to be as good. I, yeah, I, I, but I, I, I want to get, I'm going to hook up the Atmos system. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm wondering, will it strike me differently on TV? I think that, so. That Batmobile part, if it right? doesn't, it's, if it's not rocking your room, you don't have a sound system. I was going to say, I do you know? not have the sound system for this. My yeah. neighbors would kill me. If the Batmobile starts. <laughs> when the roaring starts. Yeah. If the anyway. Batmobile's rocking, don't come and knock. <laughs> I knew it. Don't come and knock. Question is for you guys. What do you think about this? Batman crosses $750 million and it goes out onto HBO Max. You plan to watch it again soon? Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys. With that down, let's get into our main topics here today, shall we? And how do we select our main topics here in the John Campy Show? It's really rather simple. You see, you guys come up with them. Whenever you come across a big topic issue or story that you guys feel we need to cover as a main topic here on the show, just go anytime 24-7 over to www.thejohncampiashow.com slash contact. Once you guys get there, you're going to see a form. Fill it out with your topic or question. It's absolutely free. Hit submit, and then maybe, just maybe, you might see your submission featured as a main topic here on The John Campia Show. With that down, Chris. What is our first main topic today? This comes from Ron Ruiz. Hey, John and crew. Well, that was fast. It was only two months ago when the Wonder Twins movie was announced and John suggested a way this movie could work if they take a Riverdale direction with it. I remember that. Well, someone at WB took note of that. <laughs> the rappers reporting Riverdale's KJ Appa and 1883's Isabel May are set to star as Zan and Jaina for the HBO Max uh, movie. What do you think of the casting? Also, what do you think of the fast turnaround for this movie? Seems uncharacteristic for WBDC, but I like it. Thanks for bringing on the filthy. All right. So first off, let's address that last part. What do I think about the fast turnaround? I don't believe for a second there was a fast turnaround here. I think when they announced that they were doing a Wonder Twins movie, the decision for that had been made six months previous. When they announced KJ Appa 
and the other person was cast in the movie. I believe that casting decision was probably made four months ago. At least. I mean, it's one of those things. Because remember, when, when Ben Affleck got announced as Batman, it later came out that like it was literally six months earlier that they had actually decided and signed the contract and all that kind of stuff. So as far as the fast turnaround, I don't actually think there was a fast turnaround. I think this is just we found out about it, and now it's all in motion. And apparently, they're going to start shooting this summer. How do I feel about this in general? <laughs> In the words of the immortal Chris Carr, or why, <laughs> or why, why are you doing a Super Twins, Wonder Twins, whatever the fuck they're called? <laughs> why are they doing a Wonder Twins movie? This is ridiculous. Now, I remember when we talked about this, when they first made the announcement that they were going to do it, we all kind of theorized. It's like, well, what is a way they could do it? They could go in kind of the boys kind of direction just make it raunchy and adult and whatever you could do like a riverdale approach is one of the things that we talked about you know appeal to the ya audience and with all the ridiculous tomfoolery that goes along with that uh they could approach it in the original cartoon version which would be i'll use the word idiotic uh whatever the question of course is will gleek be in this I mean, that's the key. You got to have Gleek, otherwise have it's Gleek. not the Wonder Twins. What's, yeah, what's the point of doing it if you're not going to have Gleek? Um, now, look, as far as the cast goes, okay, so KJ, I I mean, I've watched one season of Riverdale, <laughs> but, I mean, square-jawed, good-looking kid, I mean, he's he plays the role well in the show for what the show is, so that's fine. I got to say, I really do like the idea, though, of uh uh isabel may i like the idea of isabel may because in 18 i didn't see most of the other stuff she's been in but she's great in 1883 she was great she's so good in that so i mean the casting is fine i'm good with the casting i just cannot get over why is this being made now i get it why it's for hbo max direct all right, this will probably be a movie that gets maybe a $25 million budget or something like that. I, I don't know. But to me, it's a strange choice to even make it at all. But if you're going to make it, perfectly fine set of casting. Chris, you see uh, they're, they've got their cast now. This thing's for reals. Like, unlike whatever movie it is that you don't think is actually happening. Flash. That's yeah, a the fake Flash. Movie. It's not really the fake yeah. movie. This one actually looks like it's happening. What do you think about the casting announcements? Does it change your perception of the movie at all? What are you thinking right now? I mean, I'm really not going to have a clear-cut way about I feel about this film until we see that first trailer. Yeah. Because right now, it's just some casting news, right? And it could be very coming-of-age story like we've talked about on the show. They could go kind of with the Ultraman, or I think that was their, their name on uh, Justice League, when they talked about them in Justice League Unlimited, and that was a really cool story uh, where the Wonder Twins were actually really rad and Yeah, scary. you brought that up before yeah, yeah. which i agree with you that, that could be a good way to really go fun um but this casting i obviously understand why we're going with young actors who have a really big following too i mean kj appa is a very very like and i mean this in the like booking sense a hot actor right right really big following really really great and let's not be deterred by riverdale right because a project doesn't mean somebody's acting acumen well twilight you know, boy 
Twilight Boy. For Isabella, right? She was a uh, basically a Disney kid kind of before this. She did a, a Netflix, like, sitcom called Alexa and Kate. Um, she was on Young Sheldon. She did a whole bunch of comedy stuff before that. And then she's killing it on 1883, right? So you just have to have the right project. Is Wonder Twins the right project? <laughs> Probably not, but maybe. Probably not. Rob, you, uh, you're you here. First of all, I mean, we had the discussion about Wonder Twins. How, where's your thoughts evolved to with Wonder Twins between when it first announced and now? Have you started to see a way that this could be something? And, and what do you think about the addition of this cast here? Well, first of all, you know, the Wonder Twins were, were not even DC characters. They were created for the TV series. Yeah, they're Hanna-Barbera so characters. They're, yeah, they're <laughs> Hanna-Barbera characters that were then later incorporated into the DC universe. I know one thing, John. This movie, we will see this finished movie before we see The Flash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guarantee it. If they've announced casting, they're going to shoot this movie. It's definitely going to drop on HBO Max before we see The Flash, if we ever see The Flash. But, you know, it's fun. Like... To me, this smacks of like somebody's. I could see it in a corporate boardroom. Oh, you know, I grew up with the the Wonder Twins. What if we made a Wonder Twins movie? It could be kind of cool, you know. Like nobody really thought about it. Like it, to me, it seems like it's something that that well on a spreadsheet. Yo, yeah, the Wonder Twins. It'd be. I love the Wonder Twins when I was a kid. Of all the movies from the DC universe, they could make. This is what they're going with. I mean, <laughs> look, and I don't want to poo-poo it because maybe. Maybe somebody had a great take on it. Maybe they're like this really sex, sexy. They're from outer space. They're aliens, and maybe the Wonder Twins are actually their their lovers, or they're not brother and sister. They're oh they're, they're. I Why mean, they could be stuff. Stuff always gets so creepy. Yeah. No, but, but I mean, they could be. Rob, Rob like, I just want to remind you what the name of the the movie is. It is called the Wonder Twins. Well, yeah, but that, that's a name that is. That doesn't mean they're necessarily twins. <laughs> okay. I, I, I mean, I think it could be Rob. that because maybe they're like the space, Hardy brothers. But maybe they're like Hardy. Just met in a bar. What, what if it's well, no, what if it's and like heart to heart? You know, like heart. You ever watch heart? No, I, I don't mean it in a creepy way. I, know, I mean like I mean like they're called the Wonder Twins. They're not real siblings, but it could be like a space heart to heart. They solve crimes. You know, it's Stephanie Powers and it's Robert. Um, you know, what was his name? Yeah, the number uh, number you know, two. Right. Yeah. yeah. Number two. And it could be like that. Like it could be this globe trotting and they have witty banter and it could be really <laughs> cool. And even though, you know, I mean, it could be something that has a more of an adult bent, but the Wonder Twins, I mean, are they really gonna like put yes. their hands together and go yes. form of a rhinoceros. No, yes. <laughs> it's all about yes. this. Yes. yes. You know, these, these, <laughs> these characters are so corny that even if the movie's bad, it'll probably be good. And you could say, oh, oh but I, see, I don't like that. I don't like corny. So do you want them to explore them like as Exorians and explore that alien race? Yes. Or, okay. Yes. I would like cool. to see a, a yeah, more, look, it can still happen. have a corny, funny bent to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, make it, you could go like Barbarella or Flash Gordon. Is, is this the first announcement the merger has made? Is this the top of the priority right here? Wonder <laughs> well, Twins? yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, because, you know, if this thing is shooting in a couple of months. You already know a ton of money's already spent on this project. Like they they've this work this project's been in the works for probably about a year. So I I do wonder though, if it was not at this point already, if Zaslav would have looked at this on the dock and go, Yeah, scratch. But at this point you can, there's no going back on it at this point. I mean, my hope is that the script is good. The reason this movie well, but, got but, greenlit but, is because the script is a good the, script. The biggest thing to me, uh, to go back to what Chris was saying is what's the tone of this going to be? Yeah. Like, is it going to be The Boys? Is it going to be True Detective? Is it going to be Riverdale? Is it going to be whatever? And the, the one thing, like, I know I've said this before, but 
she, just the core characters are so stupid. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, when I remember watching Wonder Twins when I was a kid, right? And it's like, always, even as a kid, I knew this was ridiculous. Because she, had, for those of you who don't know, Jaina has a very cool power. She's a shapeshifter that can turn into any creature she wants. Like a guy breaks in, oh, okay, that's cool. Form of a rhinoceros. Okay, I'm going to kill you now. Goodbye. Right? She could, or whatever, right? Her brother, Zan, <laughs> has the lamest superpower in the history of comic books, which is he can take on some form of water. Do you think it's better or worse that his face is still on that form of water? It's appropriate. <laughs> I'll say appropriate. Because she, she's like, okay, the Excellent. bad guys show up. Here's what we're going to do. Jaina, shape of a rhinoceros. Cool. Boom. And then Zane, form of, literally, a bucket of water. And he turns into a bucket of water. You know turns into a splash of water. And then Gleek the monkey has to zoom in with a bucket. To catch him. So you have and to have bleak. He's sure. a bucket of water. You know, water breaks down everything. Just give it time. Like years and years. That's why the Ultiman one was really cool. Because he was like, oh, I'm just going to become enough water to drown everyone. You're like, oh my gosh, everyone's drowning in him. You, you, they missed an the opportunity here. Because I would have cast cast the love it or list it couple. <laughs> as the Wonder Twins. Right? Have you guys seen Love It or Lift It? I love Love It or Lift It. Those two are the real Wonder Twins right there. (laughs) Anyway, guys. Hey, David Zaslav. He's looking for that uh, HGTV connection. Anyway, guys. (laughs) Question is for you. What do you think about the casting choices for Wonder Twins? Or what do you think about them even doing a Wonder Twins at all uh, in the first place? Whatever you guys are feeling about it, jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts guys we want to thank the sponsor of today's video mint mobile you know the one with the delightful ads with good canadian kid ryan reynolds so look after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers if we've learned anything is that there's always a catch so when i first heard that mint mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 dollars a month i thought what's the catch but after talking to them and using their service it all made sense There isn't a catch. And guys, that's no joke because for years I've been using one of the major providers and it was fine, but I switched over to Mint Mobile a little while ago. The service has been fantastic and the big difference is I'm now paying about one third of what I was paying before. And the best part for anybody who just hates their phone bills is that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just $15 a month. All their plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash campia. That's mintmobile.com slash campia. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash campia. And a big thank you to the folks at Mint Mobile for sponsoring this episode of the John Canvas Show. And by the way, guys, uh, I, I, it really is true. I switched over to them. It's been fantastic. But guys, for Mint Mobile or any of the sponsors here today, make sure you look down in the description of this video. You'll see links. And using that Campia link added too, it really supports our sponsors. And by doing so, it supports us as well. So make sure you go and check them out. All right. With that down, let's move on to main topic number two, shall we? Chris. What is our second main topic today? This is from Nicholas Scott. 
Greetings, everyone. So Fantastic Beast 3 was fantastic. Easily the best of the new series and the box office results were exactly what they predicted it would be with a $43 million opening. However, it's still the lowest opening of the franchise by a big amount. Why do you think the movie failed to have more success considering it's so good? All right, thanks a lot for sending that in, Nicholas. And yeah, I uh, Anne and I just went to go see Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore for a second time. Um, Anne loves this movie. I quite liked it. I, I liked it even more the second time around, to be honest. I think it's quite easily the best of the Fantastic Beasts films. And yeah, we talked last week that it was projected to rank around the $40 million mark. It came in at 43. They're saying I think it's going to end up actually being at about 44. So let's say say that $44 million whatever i mean better than morbius did better than a lot of movies did but Mm -hmm. it is there's no getting around it by a decent amount the lowest opening for any of the wizarding world movies right so the question is if it's the best one of the three so far why does it make the least well there's a couple of reasons i mean number one we've seen this happen in movies a million times when a previous installment is considered or badly received, the next one's going to make less. I mean, that's that's just the way it is. I mean, sometimes even if a movie's great, the next one may make less. But a lot of times, a higher percentage of the time, when the previous one is poorly received, less people are going to be excited about the next one, so on and so forth. There we go. It made less money. So on that level, not a surprise. But we also can't ignore that there is a bunch of different factors that had nothing to do with the movie itself that was poisoning the well a long time before this movie opened. And, we, and we've talked for months about it. Number one, there's the off-camera drama, right? There's the Johnny Depp stuff. Mm-hmm. So you got that whole thing about Johnny Depp. And, you know, and so that turned a lot of people off that, number one, they had him in these movies in the first place, or number two, that they took him out of it. or So whichever side you're on there, that pissed a lot of people off. Then you've got all the drama about Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, who has been obviously absent from all of the marketing and everything. I told you, I was at an advanced screening for it at a special IMAX event, and they did a Q&A with all the cast. Yeah, except one. No Ezra Miller for that. No big surprise. So you've got that controversy surrounding it. You've got a lot of more extreme right-wing people who do not like the fact that this movie is positively portraying a gay romantic relationship with with its lead characters. You got a lot of people more politically left that were really pissed off about some of the opinions held by JK Rowling about other issues. You got, I mean, it's just this thing, this movie was no pun intended, a cursed child. This movie, ah, wah, wah, did you wah, like that one? <laughs> this, <laughs> this movie was a little bit of a cursed child, like going into it. It had a lot of things to work against. So that combined with the normal industry thing of the previous one wasn't well received, it's going to have trouble. I'm not shocked. The big question for me is going to be, what is its legs going to be like? Can this thing, say, maintain like a 55, 56% drop off going into week two? If it can, good for it. That'll speak well for it. Does it take like a 70% drop off like we saw from Morbius, which is like a 76% drop, like one of the worst drop offs I've ever seen for a film. I think the quality of this movie, and then, of course, a lot of questions coming out. Do they move forward with another one? By the way, it should be pointed out here that as of this morning, not last night, but as of this morning, Fantastic Beasts has already made over $200 million worldwide. So while a lot of these things seem to be affecting the North American going audience, 
Worldwide, it's actually tracking quite well. So I think, can they do another one? Because remember, the plan was for five. And the question of can they do another one, I think it will come down to two things. Number one, what kind of legs does a show it can have in North America now that people have seen that the movie's actually pretty good? Because despite the fact that slightly less than half the critics like it, which I, I honestly don't understand, it's got like a 49%. The audience seems to be liking it. It's got an 85% with the audience. So the Harry Potter fans who are going. And I also raised some concerns about, look, listen, I never like to make an excuse about why somebody likes something I don't like or doesn't like something that I do. But I just said, when I read through a number of the negative reviews, again, and I'm not putting words in anybody's mouth, I'm just telling you what they've said. Some of them seem to be talking less about the movie and more about the outside of the movie drama. And it's like, okay, so you kind of decided you were going to give this a negative review before you even saw it. Again, that's probably a very, very slim minority of people. But again, I'm just telling you what I what they said. I'm not trying to put words in their mouth. So there's a little bit of that, but it'll be interesting to see. So number one, what kind of legs will it have? Number two, how will this thing hold up internationally? Because if this thing gets in close to $400 million, guess what? They're going to make the fourth one. If it languishes at around 275 guess what? They're not going to make the next one. So I got to say the projections were between 40 and 50. So 43, 44, 45 is exactly where they thought it would come in. It is the lowest it's ever done. It's interesting to see, especially things. I think this was actually a pretty damn good movie. Anyway, Chris, you see these results. Um, what do you attribute it to? Are you surprised by it? What do you think went into it? And can this franchise go on now after the third film? I, I really do think it will go on. I really, really do. I think this is going to have a slow and steady build at the office. Because in addition to all of the other issues we have going on here, the actors and their poor behavior, the uh, different viewpoints, J.K. Rowling's comments towards the trans community, however you want to talk about why people aren't seeing this. We also had, what, Ramadan, Passover, and Easter this weekend? Celebrating all these things. Yes, yeah. Good so point. this was not a great weekend to go to the movies either. People had a lot of family obligations and things like that as well. So I do think some more people see it. I think some folks too were waiting for maybe that first group of their friends say, hey, what did you think before I go in and see this movie? I think people are still on the fence too about whether or not they want to, you know, give money to the film for whatever their personal reason is, right? But I do think we're slowly going to see butts and seats in the next two weeks. It's just going to be a slow and steady thing. Rob, you had a chance to, to see the results of this. It came in right around where they projected it, but that's great. It's the lowest of any of the of Harry Potter Wizarding Worlds. What do you think stands out to you the most as maybe being one of the contributing well, I think, factors? You know, I, I think what Chris said about the holidays, I didn't even think about that, but it was a big holiday weekend yeah. for, for just about everybody. So that probably was a factor. And... Uh, you know, John, this is what the 11th Harry Potter movie. If you there's eight regular Harry Potter movies and now this is the third of the 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 uh, Strange Beast Fantastic Beast movie, so it's the 11th film. I I mean, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good track record for any franchise. And like you pointed out, it's made almost 200 million dollars for its opening weekend or it's opening it opened in Europe I think a week before. Um so it's it's not a bomb, you know, and and I think, like Chris said, it's going to be slow and steady. And the Harry Potter franchise, they're not going to give up on it. Yeah. It's incredibly lucrative. And if they want to make, I guess they're going to make five. They plan on making five of these. So I would imagine they'll keep going. And I haven't seen this movie yet. Like the second Fantastic Beast movie, I bought it on Blu-ray and watched it after it was in the theaters. But after watching the final trailer, we talked about it on the show. 
I thought it looked fantastic. I mean, it, it, in terms of a fantasy epic, it, it looks like it checks all the boxes. It looked like it was wildly entertaining. Mads Mikkelsen looked great as uh, Grindelwald. And um, I think people will discover this movie whether they don't go see it in the theaters. I think this will probably do very well on HBO Max. And I can't imagine them not making the next two. I mean, here's an interesting question, though, that I think should be raised. Because, like I said, it's, a, it's quite a good movie. Um, and I'm I'm not the Potterhead in the group, but it's it's quite a good movie. I was impressed by it. Jude Law was fantastic in it. Blah, blah blah blah. But it does raise a question: Can the Harry Potter franchise actually succeed without Harry Potter? I mean, and and this is a question that's been brought up ever since the Fantastic Beasts was being introduced and stuff like that. But when you look at the resounding success. Of the HBO, it was HBO, right? The HBO Max, yeah, the uh, Harry Potter reunion 20th anniversary, and the resounding success of that. It, it, you cannot help but ask the question again now, in, in in light of what we've had here, despite all the valid reasons you guys pointed out as well. But is the one magic piece of pixie dust here the fact that you gotta have Harry Potter? Is that true? I don't know, Chris. What do you think? What 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 are the what's the prognostication here for this franchise? Without Harry Potter, does it need him? See, I feel like if you've created a great world, there's so many other stories to tell in it. I'm so hyped for the Lord of the Rings series. I'm so hyped for all of this. I don't need Bilbo in a story for me to continue to watch something. I don't need Frodo in a story for me to continue to watch something. I'm so invested in the lore of Middle-earth. So I feel like if you have some really, really magical world building here, there are other stories to tell. Do people maybe want that through line of seeing, you know, these rises to power and how, you know, Voldemort came into power and things like that? Sure. And maybe that's what we're building up to here. Everything with Grindelwald and all those things that are alluded to in the books. I think it's fleshing out the rest of the world. And I think if it's done well, there's going to be an audience for it. Rob, what do you think? Can this thing work without Harry Potter? Or does it need uh, Harry Potter's return? No, I, I, I think absolutely what Chris said. It, it, these universes can exist beyond their core, uh, their well, their core origins. I mean, because the the look, this is about a, an era where Harry Potter isn't yet born. Hogwarts itself. I mean, I remember seeing. Actually, I remember reading uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, and I was like, I loved the idea of Hogwarts and the whole mythology they set up and the, the, their world, the world of the muggles, you know, our world or whatever. And I'm like, this is really interesting. Like how far back does it go? You know, you could, you could do, you could do stories about wizards in the middle ages, you know, (laughs) if you wanted to, I guess. So I think absolutely it's strong enough that it's, it could succeed. I'll tell you this though, John, we are going to get another Harry Potter movie. Absolutely. Are we going to get another Fantastic Beast movie? I think so. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, We're going guys, to get two. They're going to finish out that story. Question is for you. What do you think about this? The third film has opened up. Unsurprisingly, it came in at expectations, but it is the lowest of any of the Wizarding World movies so far. Do you think they can continue on? What did you think about the movie itself? Do you think this is a franchise that can even happen without Harry Potter being in it? Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. All right, guys, with that down, let's move on to main topic number three. Chris, what is our third main topic today? This is from Olive. Hi, John. I just finished watching the newest episode of Winning Time, and I just loved it. I love this whole show, as a matter of fact. The acting, the story, the style of it. I don't even know anything about basketball, and I've never even heard of anyone in the show other than Magic. 
But when I try to talk to my friends about it, none of them are watching it. Please tell me why they should be tuning in for Winning Time. All right. Thanks a lot for sending that in. Yeah, Winning Time was an interesting project when it was coming out. First, I still think it's an odd title. Winning it's Time. It's not a good title. No, I don't know why they didn't go with Showtime, which is what the Lakers were kind of called. But there was a network called Showtime, so maybe they couldn't forget right. it. But still, Winning Time was an odd choice. And, of course, it will go down in history as the project that ended the relationship between Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Because for those of you who may have missed out on that story, Will Ferrell was believed he was going to be playing the role of Dr. Buss. This was going to be his show. And Adam McKay decided to go with John C. Riley instead. And I think if I remember the story right, Will Ferrell found that out through the trades and not from Adam McKay himself. So and it's one of the things that like ended a long, successful relationship there. So you got this coming out. It's okay. Guys, this might be the best show on TV right now. This show, with which takes a load of creative liberties, a load of creative liberties. But I remember when the first episode started and all the fourth wall breaking was happening and uh, they did it very stylized with old VHS almost quality sometimes. I remember the first five minutes I was thinking, I don't know if I dig this, but it quickly grew on me. Like when you started to get a feel for what the, the tone was that Adam McKay was going for, you quickly got into it and you quickly realized, dear God, heaven put John C. Riley on this earth to play Dr. Jerry Buss. Yes, yes, he did. He was made for this movie and for this show, I should say. And then they bring in this dude playing magic. And I just looked at him and was like, are you sure they didn't go back in time and got a young Irvin Johnson to come in and play this. And then the dude playing Kareem is so good. Kareem is actually like one of my favorite characters on television right now. But even better than him is Jason Clark playing uh, Jerry West. He's, again, one of my favorite characters on TV. And then you got Bus, who's one of my favorite characters on TV. And the way they go through the drama of everything, I'm learning things I never knew about Lakers history. And here's the interesting thing. You don't need to know a thing about sports to watch this show. No, no. Now, I'm lucky. I'm watching the show with somebody who grew up as a diehard Lakers fan uh, with, with Ann. She's got this. She's got a picture she loves. She's got a photo of her and Kobe Bryant together. But so she, she grew up massive fan of the Lakers. So so did Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she knows a lot about even she's going, I did not know that. And I did not know that. And I didn't know that. And the way they set it all up is totally fascinating. This show is hilarious. The pacing of it is fantastic. The characters are remarkable. And everybody is multidimensional. Magic Johnson does not get portrayed as the golden child. I mean, he's certainly a great guy in the show, but he has his demons. I mean, Dr. Buss himself, who's the main character of the show, shown with his flaws as a management guy, as a man, as a ex-husband, as a father, like all that kind of stuff. Uh, Kareem, they show Kareem struggling with some Jerry, Jerry West has some of the best scenes in television history in this thing. It's just unbelievable. Guys, I'm just telling you right now, if you were holding back from watching winning time, because you don't know, you don't watch basketball, whatever, don't worry about it. This is not meant for basketball fans, exclusively, whatever watch winning time. I, I think all due respect to better call Saul and everything like that. I think now that a couple of significant shows are off the air, I think this is the best thing on TV right now. Ray, 
I know, like, you grew up a big Lakers fan, and you've been watching Winning Time. What do you think about the show so far, and why should people watch it? I actually am addicted to the show. I watched a new episode this morning while I was doing the morning work. Um, I, I, I like the style. I like... The only thing that um, takes me away from the show is, you know, they throw in a couple of, like, the, you know, the, you know, the love-making nudity stuff there where oh, yeah, i think they got the gratuitous stuff yeah, yeah, they yeah, bring sure. the filthy in this oh, yeah. they bring the filthy Magic johnson has a great uh and a great montage for sequence. the most part i forward through that because i'm like just in really in deep with the story of whatever the episode is yeah, saying you sure uh, are so i forward through that part <laughs> and um i can't this last episode was great this was probably my favorite episode because it went into the Boston rivalry with the oh, Lakers. Oh, the Boston stuff was oh, so good. Oh, and I am just, I want the transformation of Pat Riley. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, we will, you, first of all, to that point, every week you are shocked by who's guest starring in this show. Whether it's Jason Siegel popping up, whether it's Adrian Brody pops in as, as Pat Riley. Michael Chiklis. As, as the Boston owner. His transformation is equivalent to when you see Superman rip open the shirt. No, seriously, that as a Laker fan, that's a big deal to me. This Pat Riley that we're seeing right now is not the Pat Riley we know. And all the Laker fans out there know what I'm talking about. But we're going to get this new Pat Riley eventually. And they better make that scene awesome. Well, they've been hinting at it through the show already. Yeah, yeah. They've been hinting the at it without what? giving anything away. Yeah. They've been hinting at it. But like, there was a terrific scene in the shower with uh, oh yeah, with yeah. Uh, Adrian Brody and Jason Segel with a roar like like oh it's just, this show is so good the acting is Emmy level the writing is Emmy level I mean I'm just loving the show so much now Rob I know you didn't have a chance to catch the newest episode you haven't seen the latest one yet but you have been up to date otherwise what do you think about this show and why should people be watching it well first of all I'm not the biggest sports guy in the world but I have always loved movies about sports. I don't know why that is. Uh, there's something about the built-in, the idea that you have to strive for excellence. You know, I remember my dad took me to see a movie uh, called North Dallas 40 that starred Mac Davis and Nick Nolte. And it was, you know, about a football team and how banged up the, in the lives of the players. I could watch Oliver Stone's Any Given Sunday, Slapshot, Bull Durham, you name it. I'll watch a, a, any movie about sports. Um, this show, John, I love Adam McKay's The Big Short. I love such the a good movie. movie. I, I, I could watch The Big Short and and also The Social Network. Those two movies are. I, I don't know why I watch those movies incessantly. I didn't so much like Vice, and I was really disappointed by Up in the Air. So I approach this show like I don't know, man. This show is peak Adam McKay. It's everything I loved about The Big Short, brought to this historical. When I when I moved to LA in '88, the Lakers won that year and uh, the, the the entire city was gripped with lakers fever every car had lakers flags i mean i you know we lost the supersonics i'm from seattle we won the championship in 78 79 but i i i came to understand that the city of los angeles and the la lakers have a, a singular relationship and i've never lived in boston so maybe the celtics and, and boston or the celtics the celtics and boston do too this show john from a filmmaking perspective, like you said, an acting perspective, a pure entertainment perspective, this show is delicious to watch. <laughs> it is just, you, you watch this show and it feels like pick your favorite meal. 
whatever the thing is you like to eat most. That's what watching this show is like. I was hooked like you. I was like, eh, I don't know about the VHS stuff in the beginning. After the first episode was over, I'm like, where's the next episode? But it didn't drop. You know, actually, I think it put the first two up and I watched them. But this show is so good on so many levels. And like you said, if you don't know anything about basketball, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because this is the story about a man with a dream. Dr. Jerry Buss decides what he says about basketball at the I don't want to ruin it. In the very first episode. Don't ruin it for people. I'm not going to say from the opening scene. scene, First scene of the show. I'm like, I was in. When I heard him say that, I'm like, yes. I mean, this show is why you watch movies and television. I mean, it, it embodies everything that makes movies and television so good. And, and I, you know, maybe I'm overselling it, but I'm not. Because it's, and the actors and the characters. I mean, when they recreated the scene in Airplane, that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, my God. Dude. That scene. Aren't I... you Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? <laughs> my dad says you don't try, except during the playoffs. Listen, kid. I mean, it was so good. I, it was, And the fact that they did that. Come How on. good is that guy who plays him? He is so good. I mean, he plays him like this, the, 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 the like the mountain Muhammad on the mountain or something. You literally have to. It, he's so good. I mean, the show is so good that if someone were like, "Why should I subscribe to HBO Max?" It will be the reason. That would yeah. be my number yeah, one yeah, reason. Yeah. You got to watch money. There's a lot of content on HBO that's hey, that's also great. Also, and content. This is a show you sign up to HBO for and, is to watch this. And this show is 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 R-rated, man. It's it's raunchy, it's hilarious. No I mean, boundaries. No boundaries. Sally Field, come on, Norma Ray, Emmy Sally winning Field's or so Oscar winning Sally Field. She, she plays Jerry Buss's mom. She's awesome. Like when she showed up, I'm like, oh my God, that's Sally Field killing it. Yep. Absolutely kills it. So good. All right, guys. Question is for you. We know Chris hasn't seen the show yet, so yeah. we're not going to bother her with the sports <laughs> ball. But I'm telling you, Chris, you would love this show. I love knowing that you I don't and Logan know how, would love I it. to know anything about it. Logan would because he was a big 90s basketball guy. He loves that oh. kind of stuff. Oh yeah, and, they, and yeah. you guys sit down and watch down with my How many episodes interest? have there been now? Seven? Uh, seven now. Okay, so, yeah. that's bingeable. It's we can catch up. Wonderful, go catch up. Is it up. only going to be 10 episodes? They are long episodes. So. They fill the whole hour, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 HBO kind of does that. All right, guys, question is for you. What do you think about Winning Time? Have you been watching the show? If so, what do you think about it? If you haven't, why haven't you? Get on it. Start watching this thing. Whatever your guys' thoughts are, jump down to the comment section below and leave your thoughts there. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to thank the sponsor of today's video, Me Undies. Now, look, if you're anything like me, when you run out of underwear, the first thing you do is you just run to the big store and buy the cheapest pack you can, or you jump online and buy a big bag of some cheap underwear. And it's, you know, as long as it's not uncomfortable, it's fine. And that's the way life was for me until I got my first package of Me Undies and I put on that first pair I got. And I was like, this is how good things can be when you got underwear that's not just not comfortable but actual comfortable underwear and that's what me undies delivers and i will never go back the me undies membership is literally designed to make your life easier with free shipping and returns on every order saving on virtually everything they make exclusive sales and early access to their newest stuff there's kind of no reason not to join new prints drop monthly so there's always something new to see but you can always skip delivery for the month or even cancel any time no questions asked and guys right now me undies has a great offer for my audience for any first-time purchasers you get 15 percent off 
And for a limited time, if you sign up for their free to join me undies membership, you get 25% off your first membership item. So to get 25% off your first membership item or 15% off your first order and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash Campia. That's MeUndies.com slash Campia. And a big thank you to the folks at MeUndies for sponsoring this episode of the John Campia Show. Once again, guys, remember, links to all of our sponsors. Go and use it right down in the description below. It supports our show as you do. All right. With that down, Let's move on to main topic number four, shall we? Chris, what is our fourth main topic today? This is from Paulo Silva. I just read a post online about the last episode of Moon Knight, and they revealed something that I completely missed when I watched the episode. The god Hathor's avatar, Yatzil, meets and talks with Mark, and she tells him about the history and connection between Hathor and Kashu. But Hathor has another name, uh, Skivet. Skemet is uh, mentioned by T'Challa in Civil War and in the comics becomes a major enemy of Wakanda and Black Panther. Do you think Marvel just gave us a hint as a future Black Panther villain? All right. Thanks a lot for sending that in. And I'm so glad you did, Paulo, because here's the thing. We just did Captain America Civil War for our most recent movie club. By the way, if you guys not watching movie club, go join in. We got already got, I think, eight episodes up, I think. John. Yes. What's our next movie? Our next set of movies for movie club we are doing the lord of the rings trilogy uh three weeks in a row for that so guys make sure you tune in for that uh but yeah so we just did infinity war sorry infinity war civil war and i'm watching it again and a line really stood out to me the line was as after t'challa's father dies and black widow is there trying to console him says sorry for it he says in wakanda we don't we believe the death is a stepping off point where Bast and Sekhmet uh, let you run in open fields, right? Something like that. I remember, who, who is Sekhmet? I, who, I don't remember hearing that name before. So then I came across this article in Screen Rant that actually discussed this a little bit. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what could be at hand here? This comes just from the folks over the Screen Rant, wrote the following. Moon Knight introduced uh, Hathor as the goddess of love and music, but the Egyptian goddess has a much darker side. The dark side is what could end up turning the Egyptian deity into a future Avengers villain. In the comics, Hathor became bloodthirsty after her father, Amon-Ra, sent her to punish humanity. Her hunger for death transformed her into Sekhmet, and she later became known as the Lion Goddess. In a way, sharing similarities with Thor Ragnarok villain Hela, Sekhmet eventually became an enemy of Wakanda and, more specifically, an enemy of Black Panther. In the comics, she even kidnapped Black Panther to attack the Avengers at one point. Thus, it's possible that Hathor slash Sekhmet could turn out to be a bigger Avengers threat in the future. I had never heard of this. I had no knowledge of this before. And so when I read that, I went and started researching a little bit. It's like, oh my gosh, that it has featured, segment has featured pretty prominently in a few things. I don't know that it's a coincidence that we suddenly, we have Moon Knight and they specifically highlight uh, Hathor's avatar and get a bunch of background on Hathor and the relationship she has with Khonshu and all that kind of stuff. I don't think this is a coincidence at all. 
And so I looked at this and I thought, this is freaking fascinating. Like, I love this. And if you're asking me the question, look, a lot of these comic book movies and shows will have little fun Easter eggs that can be references to other things in the comics lore. It doesn't mean it's going to go anywhere with it. Like, at all, nine times out of ten, it doesn't. But if you're asking me if I think this one could, if this deity could actually come into play more prominently either down the road in the MCU in general or in Black Panther specifically, not necessarily the upcoming movie, but in general, I'm going to say yeah, because they seem to take some time in here, Rob, to flesh it out a bit. You heard and read this. Uh, going back and reflecting now that we originally heard the name mentioned and dropped, of course, in Civil War. What do you think about this revelation? And, and do you think this is something that could become more important? Or is it just an interesting factoid to come and go and they're not really going to do anything with it? What do you think? Oh, I no, I think they're absolutely going to go do something with it because, you know, ancient Egypt is ancient Egypt plays a big role in the Marvel universe, uh, at least the comic universe. I mean, you've got Kang, you know, became a pharaoh, Ramatep, and then you have Apocalypse. Obviously, we saw Apocalypse in Age of Apocalypse or in uh, the X-Men Apocalypse movie, you know, in ancient Egypt. And now we have the Egyptian gods who are now the pantheon of Egyptian gods. And by the way, some of them in this show have already been turned to stone, you know, not just Khonshu. But it's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays. They're clearly building this up for something. And as you pointed out, John, Egypt is, of course, in Africa where Wakanda is. So I don't know if if there's going to be some big conflagration that's happening in, in, in Wakanda with the Egyptian gods, but that could be definitely a B, B story or something or setting up a third Wakanda movie about this because why not? And, you know, Marvel plans ahead. And they're, they're not doing this. I mean, they've leaned heavily into this aspect of Moon Knight. And they didn't have to add the Egyptian gods. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't have to go this direction with the Moon Knight character. They could have. They could have held back on it a lot. But they have gone full bore into this, and there's a reason why. And it isn't just for the Moon Knight show. Chris, uh, you read that story. You hear yeah. about this. Number one, have you heard of this backstory before? Because I personally had not. Clearly not. I couldn't even say the name. Does <laughs> he think this is something that will either play a more important role either in Moon Knight itself or maybe even more importantly, do you think this is something that could play a role in the Black Panther movies or Wakanda Forever moving forward? What do you think? I think it definitely could because, you know, Feige, he's always playing 3D chess. He's not playing checkers. He's thinking so many moves ahead. So I think that bodes well for this. I was still hung up on the Madripoor connection. Where right? I, was yeah. just, I was just linking this to Falcon and Winter Soldier. So this is even more exciting. I, I do have to admit that the Black Panther lore is probably some of my least knowledgeable area of the, the Marvel franchise. And so I'm really excited to dive deep and learn more about this and learn more about these gods and everything too because i've already been super interested in all the uh egyptology stuff because of moon knight that so has been really interesting it's been really cool so i'm excited to have another layer of that to to look at in my spare time this is why i'm not watching winning time i'm being a nerd and googling stuff about hieroglyphics and gods <laughs> <laughs> so really though let's let's ask this and put this out there so we're getting them in each episode we're getting new layers built up and again i did take notice that not only did they mention hathor but they took time in a scene to give a full backstory. 
This is to me. That's uh, that's a character. Yes, Mm -hmm. with the as a character. To me, that's a flare shot in the air, saying you got to remember this because we're coming back to this. And I liked her. Yeah. Oh, I did too. I I really liked that actress a lot. Mm -hmm. And well, I like the character too. So clearly, the character's trying to help out Mark. She feels some empathy there. Whether they feel empathy for Konshu or not, who knows? But whether it comes back to play a more dominant role here, with eventually. Conchu getting freed and released, whether or not Hathor, Hathor has something to do with that or not, whether it's going to be something in Black Panther, I don't know. We'll have to see. The question is for you guys. What do you think about this? Do you think this little pickup here in this article over on Screen Rant, do you think this is something that is just a really neat thing for people who know the comic book background on these characters? Or do you think it's actually planting the seeds of something they're going to revisit more fully either later in Moon Knight or maybe even in Black Panther later on? Whatever you guys think, jump down to the comment section below and let us know your thoughts. Okay, guys. With that down, let's move on to main topic number five here, shall we? Chris, what is our fifth main topic today? Fifth topic comes from Ricky Bizarro. Well, John, it's finally here. It's here. The first teaser trailer for Thor, Love and Thunder, finally dropped. It didn't show much, but I thought it was great. The sort of cheesy, tongue-in-cheek tone and song choice was everything I hoped for. Not to mention that peek at Russell Crowe and Natalie Portman. What were you? What were your guys' thoughts? Love the show. I'm an everyday viewer. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for that, Ricky. Good to have you here. And yeah, it's here. It's late coming, but it's here. Thor, Love, and Thunder. Last week, Rob and I were having a discussion. I don't know if you remember this, Rob. And I said, you know what? Here's the thing. I really Too much do aviation think- gin. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember a thing. I, I remember saying to you, you know, I really do believe it's going to drop on the 18th because Hasbro has an earnings call on the 19th, which I when I think they're going to drop. You a lot did of say that about the toys. And generally speaking, the trail they will do that after the trailer drops. Therefore, I think it's going to be on the 18th. Here we are on the 18th. Maybe it had nothing to do with it. That's for thing. But here we are the 18th and the trailer has dropped. And I'm not going to lie to you. I opened it up. I got the email from Disney. They said, new new Thor trailer available. I'm like, all right, here we go. And I hovered my mouse over the, the link. I'm like, yeah. am I ready to watch this? Oh, God. And you did, too. Yeah. You were like, I could yeah. see it. I mean, I literally took a breath. I'm like, because I love Thor Ragnarok a lot. So I'm like, oh, please don't disappoint. Please don't disappoint. So with some nervousness and trepidation, yet great excitement, I went ahead and clicked play. And very early... I heard the tones. I'm like, oh my God, is this sweet child of mine? And then more notes. I was like, like, oh my God, they're going to use a sweet child of mine as the song to this trailer. So it starts beating in all this kind of stuff. Look, I'm not going to bury the lead. I put this out on Twitter today. I said, look, I am very excited about Dark Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. Very, very excited for it. Me too. I am officially now five times more excited for Thor Love and Thunder. (laughs) This teaser was everything to me. The song choice, the characters, the feel of it. There is a moment in this trailer that might be the funniest moment I've seen in a trailer in like the last two or three years. When Star-Lord is talking, when things are tough, whatever, look in the eyes of the people you love. And then Thor just kind of slides into frame with that look on his face. And I showed it to Anne after I saw it. Once. I said, Anne, you got to watch this. I didn't tell her about that scene, but I was just watching. As soon as that scene happened, she started cracking up. 
that is like one. Also, the, there's this great moment when Thor standing up on this rock, and then behind him you can see Star Lord going, "Oh my God!" And Thor throws off his shirt, and it flies in Star Lord's face. I mean, we get a, a look at Olympus. I'm assuming we get a look at not his face, but we get a glimpse at Russell Crowe as Zeus. We obviously we get a great look at uh, Natalie Portman as Lady Thor or Mighty Thor or whatever they're going to call her in this thing. I thought that was great. I mean, the music selection, whatever. And it's important to point out, this was a first teaser. So in a first initial teaser, doesn't really give us much about the story. We get an idea about where Thor is in his life at this point. He's trying to retire from the superhero stuff, right? We got no Gore the God Butcher. And I've read some people complaining about it, but I'm like, no, 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 no. It would have been a tragic mistake to put Gore the God Butcher in this first teaser. You don't put Gore in the first teaser. Nobody knows Gore. Nobody anywhere knows Gore. So you put up on a first teaser the things that people are going to recognize, get excited about, get energy buzzed about, and you just get people pumped with the first teaser. Now, once we get into the first full trailer, no doubt that's when we're going to be introduced to Gore. Because now we already know the movie's coming. I shouldn't say this, but I will. When I told Anne, I said, did you see the new Thor trailer dropped? She said, there's a new Thor movie? I'm like, you didn't know that? She goes, no, when's it coming? Next year? I'm like, in like two and a half months. And she's like, really? So if Anne didn't know, I got to feel there's probably a lot of people out there who have no idea, like people who don't watch the John Campia show and, and are in our little 5% bubble sphere. There's probably a lot of people out there who don't even know this movie's coming. Because all the emphasis, of course, has been on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, understandably so. So this is the trailer you put out to announce the world, this thing's coming, get everybody excited, and now once that's established, next trailer, that's when you bring in Gore the God Butcher. You start setting up kind of what's the idea about this. How does Jane come across Mjolnir? What got her to that point? What role is Zeus going to play in this? Who is Gore the God Butcher? What is he ultimately trying to accomplish here? Is that indeed the Necro Sword? And if it is, is it the same necro sword that we got in the comics? I got a feeling it has nothing to do with Null, but maybe it does, or maybe it's something else entirely. All that stuff comes later. All I know is this, for a first tease, this made me smile and laugh out loud and hit repeat, 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 repeat many, 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 many times. I thought this trailer was absolutely glorious. Rob, you had a chance to check out this Thor Love and Thunder spot. What did you think about it? Well, as a teaser, I thought it was terrific because... I wanted to know what it tells you is what is this, what is the underlying thematic, what is the meaning of this movie? And the idea that Thor doesn't really know who he is, his place in the universe, which he always knew who and what he was, is no longer secure. And I love the idea that this story is relatable to anybody. You know, at some point in your life, everybody asks themselves, like, you know, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing here? If this is all we ever saw of this movie before it came out, I would be happy with this because I love the idea that, you know, not all gods have a plan. And I thought that what a great what a great way to take this movie because it makes him it's a human story, even though it's about a superhero who's a god of Asgard. And I, I love that idea. And, you know, I don't think I don't want to know anything more about this movie. I mean, I know I'll watch the next trailer with Gore. I, we know Gore the God Butcher's there. We know there's they shied away. They showed us. The movie looks 
like a comic book. You know, it's got that Taika Waititi color, you know, the Jack Kirby-esque feel to it all. We we saw all of our characters. We saw many different looks for Thor. We saw like his new classic outfit. We saw him in a t-shirt. We saw him looking in different different ways, which I loved. So he has and I love the opening when you saw him as a young boy transforming as he ran through the woods into the Thor that we know, I mean, I, there's something about that idea that we, they, they leaned in on into that in the first Wonder Woman movie. I, I love this teaser because that's what it was. It was a teaser. And it just, it did a great job. I cannot stop singing Sweet, Sweet Child of Mine. As, you're, as I'm not talking on this show, I'm sitting here in my mind that's all i can hear it's the earworm of today i i dude i loved it i loved seeing the the lego boat you know the lego toy that the we talked about boat. uh that goat they sh- the, the goat boat they showed it you know and i uh, i i i wish that i wish that there isn't going to be another trailer before you see the movie i know there will be but to me this made me excited about this film it put a smile on my face i i like you watch it over and over and over again i'm like this is exactly what i wanted and it's telling a new type of a story within the marvel universe once again they figure out how to make these movies new and relevant and i mean this is the fourth thor standalone movie and it's going to tell us a story we haven't heard or seen before about this character. And Hemsworth, man, he was the best thing about 2016's Ghostbusters. The man is a deft comic actor. And and Taika Waititi saw that, brought it out in Ragnarok. This looks like to be peak Hemsworth. And I am there for it. I saw, I can't, she's got eyes. I mean, it's, that's all I've got in my head, like completely. Chris, and by the way, Natalie Portman looks dope. Oh my gosh! Oh, and she got guns for days. And 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 dear heavens, her arms. Because yeah. I still remember when they first made the announcement about it at Comic Con. They brought her out on stage, and Taika Waititi got down on one knee and handed her Mjolnir, and she looked great. But she she was she's really skinny, right? It's like, I mean, I hope she they they get her in the gym, they bulk her up a little bit for a transformation. <laughs> Looking at this, it's like I've never seen Natalie Portman like this. I mean, this looks. Really good. I also put up on Twitter today. It's like, dear heavens, if Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman ever had offspring, it would destroy the universe's space time continuum from sheer sexiness. Like it would cause like a black hole to collapse upon itself. Like if those two had a kid together, it'd be crazy. Also, Tessa Thompson with the one shot of her as King King <gasps> Valkyrie. Because it's a tourist. It's a Vegas tourist trap. New Asgard is a Vegas. And the way she kind of looked to a side scowled as she said. I'm, I love her. She wants to fight. I she love her. Be- and, and just that one shot, I'm like, I can't wait to see this movie. <laughs> and you know, here's the craziest thing about it. We're getting this trailer today. First, look at it. Mm-hmm. It's in two and a half months. This movie's out in two and a half months. So crazy excited about it. Okay, mm-hmm. Chris, you had a chance to see this trailer. What did you like about it? What stood out to you the most? What are your thoughts in general? I mean, like y'all, I kept watching it over and over again this morning. I was so excited that it actually dropped. I love the song choice because it does feel like this lovely marriage, too, of Guardians of the War. It just made sense for me. I'm like, yeah, you'd be rocking out to this. I love that we're getting like 80s troubadour Thor. I'm very into that look. 80s troubadour Thor. Right, Joe? That is the best. Like, that's what he looks okay, like. I, I hereby pronounce that. The aviation yes! shot of the show. Oh, I was the first 
one. Yay. Or either that or when you said the Hardy Boys are DTF. DTF. Yes, that's going to be a that's going to be a t-shirt somewhere. Someone's writing that fan fiction right now. Uh, but I'm I'm so excited about this. I think this looks great. And yeah, where where would you want Gore in this trailer? That's what I'm confused by of the well we didn't even see our villain. I would like to have seen him playing sweet child of mine wherever he's just from shredding. shredding on a guitar <laughs> oh i mean that, christian bale he could i believe in him but i think this is perfect we're seeing that thor is going on this journey he's got to find himself outside of his own lineage right outside of this idea of him as a king or as a hero he has to find who he is and i think this is going to be a really compelling character study which sounds so weird to say about this trailer but <laughs> i think that's what we're gonna get ray I mean, you had a chance. You watched this trailer this morning. It was your kind of trailer. It wasn't like a full two and a half minutes. It was a short one and a half minute trailer. Your kind of bite. I fell what? asleep anyway. <laughs> no. You know what? I I, I enjoyed the trailer. Um, uh, Star-Lord. Uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. He looks really skinny on the shot. That, <laughs> that first shot, I was like, a lot of them got in shape for this movie. I bet he got jacked. I mean, you have you have you have Thor doing the giant ropes. <laughs> the the one thing I'm worried about, oh. I think I'm worried about with the Thor movies is every Thor movie that comes out, he's less and less of the the god. You know what I mean? But you know, it works. It works for entertainment um, value. I think the mighty Thor, uh, Jane Foster, is gonna be the destruction I'm looking for from a Thor in this movie, and I think Gore is gonna. Just destroy that whole new new Asgard. Oh, oh well, that I was gonna say that you said. I'm glad you said that because I have a theory. Watching this trailer, all right. There was a there was a uh, I loved it called the Siege, and it was when the Dark Avengers, led by Norman Osborn, attacked Asgard when it had been relocated to Oklahoma, and it was a, a monstrous battle. I could see because Star Lord is half celestial, a god. He's half god. You've got the other Asgardians, who are gods, essentially. I'll bet you this movie ends with the Battle of As of New Asgard. Just like you said. I think that's that's going to be the... They're going to do the siege, Remember, and it's going to be Gore the God Butcher. There is that Lego set that came out, and it was the goat boat, and it had a bunch of the heroes, and it had... Gore the God Butcher in there as well. So, I mean, th that would speak to the possibility, yeah, because the theory about maybe the, the big climactic battle happens and, in New Asgard. And they're, they're, it's it's another example of Marvel. And I, by the way, I don't know this at all. Oh, yeah, I, we're, I, guessing, I, we're, we're guessing. guessing. But, you know, Marvel always takes their storylines it sort of adapts them for the MCU. And it looks to me, it, it was, and the only reason, like you, I thought of it watching Tessa Thompson, just the scowl, like yeah. what, what has, look what Asgard has become. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and I would love to see the siege happen there. You know, we got a shot of uh, Korg too. A, a quick shot. Of yeah. Korg. Yeah, I'm very happy to see Korg. So, in there. Um, I didn't. I actually the two times I watched it, I didn't see Rocket, but he was probably there, right? Did you guys notice he's Rocket? Probably, in there? Yeah, he's probably there. He's probably he's really small. We see Groot. And if Groot is without his dad, I'm going to be very sad. Yeah. He'll be, and by the way, we also heard that. Um, Zoe Sald we've heard Zoe Saldana is going to be in it. So at some point, we'll probably see Gamora. And, and then the blue, the new bluish tinted armor that Thor's wearing look good, too. Hello, yeah. hot It's toy. not as colorful Hello. as uh, like uh, I was used to from Ragnarok. But you know what? It's it's I just have a feeling it's going to be a good time. But to counter your thing of 
excited for Thor. I'm still more excited for Doctor Strange. I think probably a lot I of people just, are. That's our Sam. We've yeah. had a lot more material for Doctor Strange to get excited about. It's, it's funny because I thought I would be reversed because Thor is like the happy. I love I love happy movies like good time movies, but there's something about Doctor Strange too that is pulling me towards it where I feel like there's something big is going to happen in there and it may not happen, which would be cool. But I'm just that's the reason I'm excited for it. I would point Thor. out like the Thor, the, the comment you made about the Thor and Godlike. I mean, to me, he's been getting more and more powerful through. The oh, things. when he shows it. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like a snap. It's just like here. And I do love the comedic side, but I think they're getting away from like just uh, he's the what, what was he? The prince, the. Well, the he's going to find you himself. You know, he's like vacation Thor. This is like vacation yeah, touristy Thor. I think, I mean, Chris Hemsworth talked about that where he said before Taika Waititi, he was losing interest in the character. He said when Taika Waititi came in and started doing what he was doing with Thor, then all of a sudden Hemsworth says, now I was on board with it. Like now I was excited again to play this character and what you're able to do. Right. With it. And I thought the result, by the way, I, you brought up something. One of you two brought it up quickly. I can't believe we didn't bring it up. One of the things we've been talking about for the past while about what they can do in Thor and you know being excited for Thor and all that kind of stuff. One of the things that we've really said we want to see a lot is we want to see a workout montage, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And oh my God. Yep. The MMA like workout montage where there's some giant dead thing. I'm sure something he killed is, at th some point. This could be me going too far with this. Is this a nod to Vincent D'Onofrio's take at Thor from Adventures in Babysitting? The hat and the tank? Oh, my God. Oh, wow. You know what? Hold a second. I could definitely oh, see right. that. Let me see if I can. I completely <laughs> forgot about that. By the way, good pull there, Chris. Wow. Because it looks like he's wearing an Avengers hat. It's an Avengers. It says something Avengers. I can't make out what the thing is, but that's an event. Just he's still got the trucker beard, the gut, and yeah. he's just doing the rope things on the chains. It's like I, if Sweet Child of Mine is not playing while this montage is going on, I mean, I wanted Survivor, I the Tiger, right, right. But uh, if you're gonna do Sweet Child of Mine playing as he's doing this, I'd be all the what people are saying. Oh. <laughs> people are saying in the live chat the hat says strongest avenger perfect well done oh that's well done. awesome i didn't have a chance to zoom on enough strong okay this movie just give it all the academy awards right now as far as i'm concerned <laughs> do you think do you think mark ruffle is gonna be it Ooh. okay because i i kind of think you gotta have okay so it would make sense for ruffalo to show up because Number one, he is showing up in a couple of other projects, right? He showed up at the end of Shang-Chi. We know he's going to be in uh, uh, She-Hulk. It would make sense, considering he has a connection to New Asgard and uh, King Valkyrie, right? So it would make sense that Hulk, and Hulk was the primary secondary, the secondary character in Thor Ragnarok. I'll say, yeah, I don't think a big role, but I'm going to say yes. I think he pops up. I bet he, if, if, the battle of new asgard happens he shows up to help oh my god he shows up to help to be full-on hulk smash again because yeah. because he's been he hasn't been that way he's going to show up at the end of this movie like the millennium falcon showed up at the end of star wars you're all clear kid now let's blow this thing like, go home. professor hulk gone like gone like full-on rage hulk. monster hulk to come in to because i'm sure gore the god butcher doesn't come alone
I'm getting a little aroused. Dude, I know. I'm telling you. I'm sure you. the whole place doesn't exist anymore Dude, after, can you imagine, the, after that, this war. especially. Can you Oakland. imagine if what that moment would be like if full-on... Hulk shows up at the end to add a to to, to render aid for. So you'd have as, like King Valkyrie, Hulk, Mighty Thor, the Guardians, Thor, couple of the Guardians show up, and then you see Captain America's shield, and then Captain America's shield lifts up, and then Thor catches it. I mean, I mean, um, um, um Dude, I, I mean, chills for that. How, come on, I, I mean, maybe maybe the other people show up to help because that's what happened in the siege. You know, and and I, I I don't know if that happens. I have no. I'm I'm making up. You know, what do you call it? Expectation versus yeah, speculation. Yeah. Just don't let your speculation become <laughs> my my speculation is becoming my expectation. Right, it's dangerous. That's dangerous. <laughs> but man, that'd be dope. Okay, let me let me go around. <laughs> let me go around the room here, Rob. We're going to start with you. Favorite moment of the trailer. That's this tough because there's a lot of good ones in here in the short trailer. Uh, you know what? I, I know it seems silly, but that opening scene when he's running. I you know running as a boy I I just that kind of I, that kind of stuff gets me every time and I love that I love that because you know he it showed it, it, it immediately tells you that this is a story about transformation and change and maturity and growing up and Thor really hasn't grown up and after the events of Ragnarok and after the events of Infinity War and Endgame and he becoming both Thor he needs to mature and that's what this movie's about Ray let's go over to you favorite it, moment of the trailer it has to be when Thor takes off his thing because you, there, there's a, a shot of star lord going oh god i love this competition between them two i could watch hours of video of them just going back and forth talking like exaggerating things just to make each other the, yeah. themselves better i could do that for hours because these guys work so well together i just love this shot where the jacket he throws oh. off just covers star lord's face <laughs> i love that shot okay oh i didn't notice it it oh, landed yeah. on star lord yeah. first it goes yeah. star lord going oh my gosh and oh my this, god that makes totally it so much better <laughs> chris what about you favorite moment of the trailer that would have been mine so oh. the, my close second is that shot of mighty thor my, mighty thor seeing her with a little super glued hammer i'm so excited about it yeah, I now let's let's talk about this just for a second because it because it bears being brought up. We have had Rob, both you and I have had some articles sent to us about some theories, and this ties into Moon Knight, right? About how Mjolnir was reassembled. Rob, do you want to give just the basic cliff notes here about? Well, how, I, you know, the there there is. is there is there is. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but Moon Knight at one point does reassemble Mjolnir and because he makes the argument that it's made out of moon rock you know and and this is in the comics I you know I, I, I don't want to get too deep into it well there's a great scene in the comics where yeah. actually Moon Knight uses Mjolnir against Thor and Thor's like how is this happening he goes yes yeah, Mjolnir is actually made I, out of moon rock yeah I, I okay I wasn't gonna see but totally and that's why I said remember last week someone said somebody wrote in and asked about seeing Moon Knight again and I said I think we're gonna see Moon Knight sooner than you might think <laughs> and uh in a movie because look I would say if this was anyone else other than Taika Waititi, I'd say no. But that's exactly the kind of thing he would do. You know, and, and I don't know if the Egyptian gods are, are if, if 
Gore the God Butcher is going after them. I don't know what's what's happening, but it would not surprise me that a movie. <laughs> Excuse me. That a movie star like Oscar, I'm getting too excited. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to talk and breathing in at the same time. Because if Moon Knight shows up in this movie, dude, I'll lose my shit. I just, me too. just so. I, but but that's the kind of thing that I think this movie would. Why wouldn't they do that? They have to explain so. Yeah, and, and you know, I know it was forged in, in in like the heart of a star. We've seen that, but there's nothing to say that. Nah, that's just what they told you. By the way, here's the comic the comic uh, panel in particular where. Thor is trying to fight Moon Knight and call him the hammer, but the hammer's obeying Moon Knight instead because it's made of moon rock. Now, then Rob and I had the discussion because Rob and I both saw these things and we had the discussion before because I said, now here's the problem, of course, that that would retcon what is in the MCU. This would be one of those situations where the comics differ from the MCU because in the MCU, you just alluded to it, right? We've already heard Odin, the Allfather, say in Thor 1 that... Mjolnir is not made from moon rock. The Mjolnir is made from the heart of a dying star. And you could say, well, maybe the, the fragments landed on the became moon. a moon. Like, I mean, you could do that, but essentially I think it would wreck on. So I don't think they're going to do that. And I don't think we're going to see moon Knight in there. I don't think they're going to say Mjolnir is made of moon rock. Marty but Cooper. It, I mean, it, it, there is comic precedent yeah. eight times out of 10. Feige does not follow comic precedent, but there is comic precedent there. I mean, I think it would be pretty cool. <laughs> Me too. Because <laughs> I would love to see Moon Knight on the big screen in this I mean, movie. I, and I, if there was any movie that they would stick Moon Knight in now, it's this movie. It does seem like a fit. I mean, we've heard nothing about it, though. I mean, it would just kind of feel... We've, but we've heard nothing about much of this movie. That's true. But it would kind of feel out of nowhere, wouldn't it? Depending on how Moon Knight ends. We still have three episodes of Moon Knight to go. So maybe by the end of Moon Knight, we're going to be going, you know what? This totally feels like he'd pop up in Thor. So, well, you know, somebody there was rumors that Mark Ruffalo was going to show up in Moon Knight. And if he does, maybe he has a task for Moon Knight. I don't know. So many questions to go. Anyway, guys, question is for you. Did you have a chance? Of course you watched it. How many times have you watched the brand new Thor Love and Thunder trailer? What was your favorite part of it? Did it make you more excited for the film? Or were you already too excited for it? Whatever you guys think, jump down into the comment section below and leave your thoughts there. Okay, guys, we're going to now move on and take your live questions that you guys have been firing in. But before we do, let's hear from one more of our sponsors, the good folks over at Keeps. Hey, guys, we want to take a minute and thank the sponsor of today's video, the good folks at Keeps. Now, look, you guys probably already know that two out of every three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they're just 35 years old. Now, that's where Keeps comes in because Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors. That means the guys that use it love it. Keeps offers a simple, affordable, and stress-free way to keep your hair. It's also low cost. Treatments start as low as just $10 per month, and Keeps offers generic versions for the two FDA-approved medications to prevent hair loss. That means treatment plans are affordable, typically half the cost of pharmacy prices. Keeps has everything your hair needs delivered straight to your door with discreet packaging and proven results. Remember, prevention is the key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so the sooner you act, the better. When it comes to your hair, save more, spend less with Keeps. So if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to Keeps, that's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Campia to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's Keeps, 
K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Campia to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash Campia. And thank you to the good folks at Keeps for sponsoring this episode of the John Campia Show. Once again, a reminder, guys, links to all of our sponsors are in the top of the description below. Make sure you use that link with the slash Campia on there to get special deals. And of course, you'll be supporting our channel at the same time. Okay, guys, let's now jump over, spend the rest of our time we were only able to have the Super Chats open for three minutes uh, before it filled up here today. So let's get on over to the Super Chats and see what you guys have been saying. Chris, what we got up first? First up, Michael Hamilton just sending in some support. So thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. MP sending in two. It seems like Kevin Feige and other filmmakers, for the most part, like to have their heroes visually match the comic. Wanda, red hair, Thor, blonde hair, Cat, blonde, Tony, strange, Peter, Natasha, Danvers, storm. Also, Batman with his pitch black hair. Superman looks like an Italian god. The two exceptions, I think, are the Wolverine and Ezra's Flash. But Hugh is great at 6'3". Just an observation. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, I think for the most part, like, you want... The, the, the comic book filmmakers today, they want to take their cues from the comics, visually and narrative where they can, but they will also make some big changes because they understand that the screen is different than a printed animated page or drawn page, Right. Wolverine's yellow spandex can look super badass in the comics. It would look utterly ridiculous in live action. I'd love it. <laughs> but, I mean, some people would love it. I, I think it would Can look you imagine, ridiculous. though, if Wolverine was really, like, five foot two? And you had Wolverine with... All t- he was towered over by all the other X-Men? I mean, it'd be like being on set with most actors, though. <laughs> like, but it would, we'd it just would, get him an Apple box and be like, there you go, bud. I, I actually... Even when, uh, you know, 22 years ago when the first X-Men came out, I said, you know what? It's probably good that they went with Hugh Jackman because if you saw a Wolverine, like I thought Fred Ward, he's, I thought he would have been a, a great Wolverine, but I think it would have looked really kind of goofy. I mean, I do. Everyone's saying Daniel Radcliffe to be Harry Potter himself can play. I Wolverine. love this. I love this idea I love with, this his, so with his. Much. Yeah, I think I want Zac Efron as a, as a new Wolverine. He would be awesome. Zac yeah, Efron I think, would be great. I mean, he would, he looks the part, but again, he's a tall, handsome. You know who dude. who looks like they came off the comic book? Mighty Thor, Natalie Portman. Oh yeah, she her is. arms came off the comic book for sure. <laughs> well, her and Hemsworth both. I mean, Hemsworth, yeah. Hemsworth just continues to get more and more jacked. All right, what do we got next? From CJ Rebirth. Me after seeing Jane in the teaser. A woo gush. So happy that Natalie is back and my wallet is now crying because of the eventual hot toys and Funkos I'll be pre-ordering. Yeah. I mean, and look, here's the thing too about Natalie Portman. We are talking about an Academy Award winning, uh, ridiculously talented actress. I mean, you go all the way back to Leon the Professional. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has... I have an action figure of her from that. Of course you do. She has spent her. She has grown up before our eyes. Like everything from that, from being you know Padme to going on Black Swan to like like she's just amazing. And listen, I never liked the relationship between Thor and Jane. To be honest with you, I thought it's perfectly fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But it doesn't actually do anything. I don't like most romantic relationships. Most in my comic book movies, but. Man, when she came out on stage, though, at Comic-Con, and Taika handed her that hammer, I was like, you know, if you just told me that was going to happen, I wouldn't have liked it. But seeing it happen, let's see. Yeah. Let's see. And and I've gotten kind of really into the idea now, so 
Yeah, we'll see where it goes. And there's going to be some hot toys. You know, there's going to be some hot toys. Mine, oh, mine, yes. mine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, if uh, Doctor Strange hits 266, yeah. I might have you to know what? do I'm, Mighty J. I'm going to do it. I'm going to say, I'm going to commit to it right now. If Doctor Strange 2 makes 266 or more opening weekend, I will get you a one sixth, not no one quarter crap. But a, I will get you a one six scale figure. All right, oh I will. Gosh. I will crack over. Uh, I will. You'll have to explain to Anne where the money went. But I will buy you a one six scale figure if it makes. Oh more yes. Than six. Wait, what do I have to do to baby. get that deal? No, you've got, you've got enough. You've He's got probably going to buy one off you to get the money. You have enough. You have enough. All right, what's young next? man? Chris Barcenas. We are getting a Thor training montage. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, oh. Oh, I love that they put that in I there. I think it's going to be dueling montage. I think we're going to see Star-Lord and Thor go at it. Oh. Because remember, you're, well, one, you're one sandwich away from... Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh. And you know what? Everything is going to be like... You know one of the better workout montages has been in film the last number of years? The Incredibles. The first Incredibles oh, yeah. movie. The Mr. Incredible getting back in shape, pushing trains and all that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. I bet you... We are going to get a lot of Easter eggs of different worlds that Thor is doing different training on. I think we're going to see, like, I think we're going to see Frost Giants. I think we're going to see just a lot of stuff. I think you might even see Jeff Goldblum. I don't know if he's going to be, like, the big, yeah, pressing Jeff Goldblum. Standing there judging him. Oh, yeah, the, mm. their form is not... Uh, <laughs> yeah. the I, and maybe, <laughs> maybe because, you know, I really want the, the, the collector and the grandmaster. Yeah. I want them hitting the road like a Hope and Crosby movie along with yeah. Howard the Duck. The three of them go out. Howard I mean, I could see the two of them judging. All four. right, what's next? From Dante. Hi, Campia Campers. Last week, you all were talking about a new name for the show and joking about the show show. <laughs> now, hear me out. S-H-O-W. Screen House of Wonders. Bring on the filthy. Not bad. Not bad. I've been getting a lot of people writing in suggestions, like at least six or seven of the messages on yesterday's mailbag. By the way, everybody, there's a new uh, episode of mailbag. I said yesterday because it went up first for our channel members. By the way, hello to all our channel members. Thank you guys for being channel members. Um, so they went up yesterday for our channel members, went up early this morning for everybody else. But a number of people wrote in with some with a couple of really interesting ideas, actually. <laughs> I still like there's jerk. a new designing Hollywood, too. Oh yeah, and there's oh, yeah. we have, there's a brand new designing Hollywood episode that we put up with. Speaking of Wolverine, with the costume designer from Logan, Daniel Orlandi, he it's also up there did right uh, X Men Dark Phoenix. So go and check that out. Um, but yeah, that's not that's an interesting one. That's interesting. All right, what's next? From seconds from disaster, one of three. What's up, Campia crew? And congrats on the new studio. Thank you. I noticed in the trial scene, the gods ask to speak to Arthur and not the god who inhabits him. Um, but, but, do you think he could be an avatar for a different god, like Anubis trying to be uh, trying to free Amit? He said the staff was a gift to his first avatar, but never said who gave it to him. I have a feeling the god, the head god, knows what's going on and wants Amit to be resurrected. Also, the mix bag for a new show name. Nah, I don't like the mix bag, but I will say this: um, nothing suggests that that like Harrow or um, <laughs> what's his name. Um, Arthur, Arthur Harrow, yeah. Nothing in the show suggests that anybody thinks he's an avatar for anybody. The Egypt, Egyptian gods only know him as having been the former avatar for Khonshu. So they don't think he's an avatar for anybody right now. That, I mean, which, number one, really tells me the Egyptian gods are not all that thorough. Yeah. 
Really? You're saying he's trying to resurrect Emmett. Should we look into it? Nah, let's just ask him. I feel him. like you could do a basic Google search and be like, yeah. it's like you're hey, in a Matt, cult. Uh, are you trying to resurrect Emmett? No. <laughs> That's good enough for us. Yeah, it's not like that people on social media haven't filmed him killing people. Yeah. With his staff. I mean, I, so that's a little bit weird. But power. Yeah, but there's no reason they should ask to speak to the god he's the avatar for because he's not the avatar for any god right now. At least that's what he wants other people to believe. So on that level, I think that makes sense for now. But let's see where episode four goes. I think we're going to get something pretty bonkers happen in episode four, actually. Tomorrow, tomorrow's game day. Yeah. I mean, it is game day. So excited. All right, what's next? From Calvin, one of two. John, I am a big Doctor Who fan. I know a lot of people hate the idea of the current female doctor. I don't really care. What I have a problem with is bad writing. Um, with the current showrunner head writer taking the show from 8.2 million viewers overnight to 2.2 million in, the, in last night's episode, I'm really happy that the next episode is going to be his last one. Um, I have like zero opinion on this because I don't watch Doctor Who. Um, I will say this, though, that the 2.2 million viewers that watched the latest Doctor Who is still four times more than the people who watch The Flash right now. Yep. So, I mean, it's not all that terrible. But, I, again, I, I don't watch Doctor Who. I have no opinion. I, I can't remember. Any of you guys who whites? Yeah, I'm a Hubie. Yeah, it's it, it, they're talking about Chris Chibnall. Yeah. The writer. Who, the writer. Who did a great job on Broadchurch. Yeah, great on Incredible. Broadchurch. You know, with, with Miss Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't good. Now, the man, the myth, the legend that is Russell T. Davies is coming back to write Doctor Who. Which is very exciting. Now, he wrote much of the David Tennant era of Doctor Who, which was amazing. And Mm -hmm. he was responsible for five of the finest hours of science fiction television ever, which was the third season of Torchwood. Torchwood, Torchwood, um, uh, Children of Earth. Yes. Which, if you haven't seen Torchwood, Children of Earth, even if you've never seen Torchwood. Now, it's a spinoff of Doctor Who, right? Yes. And I have a man crush on Captain Jack Harkness. Oh my gosh, just, he does. Who was in Arrow? John right? Barrowman, yes. yeah. John, John Barrowman. But but mm. the 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 five hours of and I had never watched the Torchwood series, but Russell T. Davies wrote it and Euros Lynn directed it. It's five if you love science fiction, man, and when you find out what's going on, it is chilling. It's Absolutely, awesome. Absolutely, yeah. And awesome. Calvin Calvin does a great job here too. The you can have an issue with the bad writing of the series. It's people who go, but she's a woman. That I'm like, I have no time well, I, for it, your objections I, here. I, I it don't is need, bad writing. Uh, yeah, think. it was writing, and they should not have retconned no. the origin of the doctor. I agree with that. All right, what's next? From Mike Hill. Hercules will team up with Thor. Screenshot it. Uh, I mean, listen, we got Olympus. Yeah. We literally have Russell Crowe holding a lightning bolt in his hand. Is Hercules, who is an MCU character, really all that far? I mean, before I would have said no. I might have said no. Dude. I I can't write off that idea here. They're totally. So now it's going to be Hulk, King Valkyrie, Hercules, Thor, Mighty Thor. Who who do you think should be playing Hercules? Oh, you know who. But it doesn't matter. You know the original. Kevin Hercules. Sorbo? Kevin Sorbo? Come on, dude. That's not going to happen. Dwayne Arnold. Hunter right now? Ar- Arnold played Hercules. That's right. Forgot oh, Arnold, Arnold played Hercules. Yeah, but he, he's too old now. Well, um, Dude, because... Dwayne The Rock Johnson played Hercules. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he did. I mean, how cool would it be? Why not? You And Hercules fights alongside Hulk, Thor, Lady Thor, Valkyrie, all to defend Asgard from Gore you know the God Butcher. Give him no more than three lines. Triple H. As Hercules. Triple H is Hercules. Just don't I give him any more than three But Hercules lines. becomes an Avenger. Not, yeah. I don't think in the MCU he's not. I don't know. If he did, give Ephron that. 
Hercules. Yeah. Afron. Yeah. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about he that. He's pretty. He's very pretty. I yeah. mean, there's no doubt about it. Very, very pretty. I just watched Greatest Showman again. I've seen that movie like 18 oh, times now. So you made me buy it. That movie is... <sighs> John, would you that like to gets... borrow my physical beating? Was, that, no, that's was that movie really that good? What's that? Was that movie really that it good? It gets better every time I watch yeah, it. Yeah, and it had no right to be that good because P.T. Barnum it was really a didn't. terrible human being. It had no right. Well, first of all, just I remember the first time I watched it, I'm just like, well, that was good. I liked yeah. it. That was good. Then I watched it again. I'm like, you know what? That was really good. And then by the third time, I'm just like, F it. This is this is like an amazing movie. I just love that movie. You so should much. never watch a movie three times ever. <laughs> I watch a lot of movies three times. <laughs> All right. What's next? From Mike Hill. Oh, wait, that we did that one. A Marcellus. Another connection between Black Panther and Moon Knight are the gods. Black Panther goddesses, uh, goddess Bast was actually the sister of Khonshu. Yeah, I remember reading about that in there. So there's uh, there is more of a connection there. Sister. <laughs> so, so you have you a twin sister, Obi-Wan. Khonshu was wise to hide that from, from me. me. <laughs> but yes, it'll it'll be uh, interesting to see if they delve into that a little bit more. All right, what's next? What's from, from Star Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Return of the Jedi, man. Darth Vader. I still have to watch those. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> from Fifi. Okay, Chris, hear me out. Okay. Robert Pattinson is Shadow the Hedgehog. Well, I mean, we were, obviously we're talking about just doing a voice. Yeah, I mean, I'm not mad about it. I can, I can, that'd be fine. Was, was Shadow, Shadow was in the games, yes? Yes. Why not just get the original voice of the game? Oh, yeah, yeah. Did it with I was going to say, we did that with Colleen for Tales, and that turned out great. I'm sure Robert would be fine. But yeah, yeah I there's mean, somebody else who's already doing Shadow. I so. just don't get tremendously excited about, go get big name actor to do the voice of an animated character. I just, I just fail to get really excited about that. All right, what's next? From Glenn Mark, one of three. It warms my heart. Chris loves puns as much as I do. <laughs> Inspired by old-time radio's The Goon Show, I've penned something I call People of the Loose Screw. Cracking chronicles of comical cacophony. Oh, you're going to test me, Glenn. Okay. Um, in the first 25 minutes of the episode titled Case of the Herring Ears Buccaneers, there are 40 puns. This week equals out to more than one pun per minute. Yikes. Is this an actual show? This is one that Glenn's working okay. on. Um. Here's one from The Goon Show. Uh, Min falls in water. Blonde, uh, blood Nook. Let me help you up, uh, up, my flower. Min, I can get up myself. Blood Nook, my self-raising flower. Da dunch. <laughs> my self-raising wow. flower. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to pretend that I understood any of that at all. So, <laughs> all right. Okay. Fun time. Okay. All right. What's next? From Chef Rigo. Chef. When are we going to Shogun? We got to do that soon. We do, we do got to do that oh. soon. Yeah, well, another. He's, he's got a question by. for Rob. Uh, Rob, I finally popped my Star Trek cherry by watching the Big Bang Theory Star Trek episode. Did I do it right? Oh my god! Can I just say you know what? We never have to go to Shogun now. No, I'm just kidding. Can I just I say? I'm gonna throw up in my mouth. Yeah, I'm gonna say a very, very unpopular thing. <laughs> Big Bang Theory is a terrible show. It's a horrible show. It's awful. You know what? It is. The most stereotyped. Yep. If, if it was made by, if it was made about people other than nerds, it would be, it would be, canceled. But but what? here's no here's the thing. I've always, I've always said this about that show, and when people ask me to describe Big Bang Theory, here it is. It's a p. It's a show about geek culture being written by people who clearly actually know nothing about geek culture. Yep. Who think they they know some things about geek culture? I found it frustrating to try to watch. 
now you know how I feel about modern Star Trek. <laughs> the only the thing I Star like Trek is great. No, about- but, but I mean, I think you're absolutely right about that. And, and you know, look, by the way, Chef Rigo, I still will come see. <laughs> I, I really want to go to show, but Shogun, I, I know you're trying to be funny. I'm, my heart hurts and I'm going to bleed yeah. to death inside. <laughs> but, um, but you're right, John. I mean, I, I, uh, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that show. No. I, you know what? I like all the actors, though. I do too. Yeah. The, the, As a matter the, of fact, the cast I really was do, yes. great. Yeah. And I, I, I have Kuko, to say, Kugo, she's got like that. That flight attendant. Flight attendant going. She's she's the voice of Harley Quinn. She's great. Oh, I. She's the really cast wonderful. of that show is great. And you know what? It was a hugely popular show yeah. because it was a dumbed down, you know, stereotypical look at geek culture and it really just did it wrong and and it also just made geeks out to be really creepy and predatory a lot of the guys on that show are really horribly misogynistic and talk about like how they'd have to drug girls to get them wait a minute have you read the internet i know but i want to give people the benefit of the doubt but no you're you're absolutely right let's let's not put that on as our most wildly watched CBS comedy of perpetuating that stereotype. I like to believe that most of the people in this chat and the most of the people that we interact with in the nerd sphere are lovely human beings who are wonderful and can hold conversations with people and don't have to do something creepy to get your attention. Well, just go to Comic-Con. You know, look at the couples, man. For sure. All right, what's next? Uh, From Raymond, Thor is the last OG Trinity. Where's Gamora? What is the last of the OG Trinity? Where's Gamora? Um, I mean... Uh, I don't know. Like I said, we've heard that she's supposed to be in it. So they're probably, I don't think she shows up clo- close to the end. Cause look, the toy box said, look, if all you had to go on was the trailer, it looks like the movie starts with Thor with the guardians. He gets himself back into shape and it says, you know what? The superhero life for me is done. And then you see the guardians flying away with him st- just with Korg standing on the planet. So you think that's the beginning of the movie he's done, but the toys the description on Star-Lord's toy said that Star-Lord needs to re-team up with old and new friends to fight a new threat in the galaxy. So I have a feeling we're going to see the Guardians again at the end, and if that's where somehow Gamora gets tied into it, maybe yes, maybe no, we'll find out. All right, what's next? From John Redcorn, if there is a Venom 3, over under 20% Morbius appears. There will absolutely be a Venom 3, 100%. I would go 5% chance that Morbius is in it. All right, what's next? From Calvin again. Oh, wait. Oh, we have already read that one. A. Marcellus, another cool have fact. Have we read this one? Yeah, that was the second part of his Doctor Who. Quote. Oh, yes, you're right. A. Marcellus, another cool fact about Moon Knight. He once killed Mephisto by sending Milanor right through his chest. Oh, did he use Mjolnir to kill Mephisto? So. Well, there you go. Okay, let the Mephisto memes now begin. Any minute now, Mephisto. Mephisto's coming any second now, everybody. <laughs> All right, I didn't know about that. That's an interesting piece of info there, eh, Marcel? Thanks for sharing that, man. All right, what's next? From Bailey Fuller, seeing everything everywhere all at once and Northman in seven hours. Love from Australia. Okay, uh, again, like I said, everything Why everywhere. Why does everyone else in the world get to see the Northman, John? I know, I'm so excited for that, man. And I were at the theaters the other night and there's this big banner for the Northman up and I'm like, I am so excited. And you know what? Here's the thing. This came up in um, uh, the, the mailbag the other day, but... I, again, I get so frustrated in this job. I've been dealing with this for like 14, 15 years of people who think it makes them sound posh and intellectual to say, Hollywood doesn't do original films anymore. It's like, okay, well, first of all, you're an idiot because yes, they do. We've gone over it statistically. Statistically speaking, there's more original film made in Hollywood today than any other time in history. Here's the problem. Movies like The Nice Guy get made which is a completely original, wonderful original film, and nobody goes to see it. The best movie of the year is out right now, and Mm -hmm. everything, everywhere, all at once. 
didn't crack $10 million. And guess what? The Northman's going to come out, and I, I haven't seen it yet myself, so I cannot say it's great, but I'm hearing that it's awesome. And guess what? That ain't going to make $15 million either. So And it was expensive. I, I get so freaking frustrated when I hear all these people, oh, Hollywood doesn't make original film anymore. It's like, fuck off. Yes, they do. You just don't go support it. So, ah, it just frustrates me when you get such great, amazing movies getting made and the people just don't go out to see it. Guys, go. I'm so glad you're going to go see everything everywhere all at once, man. I'm so excited about that. All right, what's next? All right, from Alex Mata. Hey, John, according to a poster, AD, Doctor Strange 2 will be playing at Quentin Tarantino's New Beverly Cinema in LA and the film will be screened in 35 millimeter. Yeah, I read about that. I mean, yep. first of all, that's the only way I believe Tarantino will show movies in his theater. Yep. If it's put on a 35 millimeter print. So, I mean, good on you, man. Paying for that trend. I don't know if he paid for the transfer or if Disney's actually. He might have. I mean, they've done a really good job that they since he took over, they renovated the new Beverly. It's it's great. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really neat idea. All right. What's next? From Wayne Edwards sending in a $40 super chat. Oh, thank you, Wayne. So much for supporting our channel on that level, man. Happy Monday, Campia crew. Thank you for the spirited debate on Friday's show. It's great <laughs> that you guys don't agree on everything and you are still able to drop serious knowledge. No, listen, one of my most fun things, one of the reasons I like having Rob on the show is that we get to disagree on things. Like, it's it's awesome. I mean, yeah, and you're, it's really nice that you're nice to me when you know you're wrong, which is always... Uh, <laughs> don't... <laughs> You know, do you know how many times you contradicted yourself in that debate? <laughs> oh, my God. Like I, I would say to you, so Play you're saying tape. that Warner Brothers cannot possibly find somebody. That can, and you said, no, 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 I'm not saying that. But at the end, I'm saying, okay, so we agree that they can find somebody. You're like, no, it can't because it's impossible. I'm like, well, you just said that they, you're not saying that it's impossible. Now you're saying it's impossible. I love you, man. Although, can I, can I bring up this one thing that a viewer sent to me that I thought was actually a really good analogy? <laughs> um, and it kind of clarified because I had mentioned that I think the smartest thing that was said in that debate was neither from you or from me. I actually thought it was from Ray. Because Ray brought up no. the whole situation that, what? like, <laughs> all records, like, things have co always happened that people say they'll never be done again, and then it is done again. The records get broken, and the records true. fall, and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And I thought, see, I think this is a good way to phrase it. And I think you'd agree. I think, I think you'll agree with this. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> I could be wrong. But I think you'll agree with this. I don't think either one of us was saying they need to go out and find a Kevin Feige clone, right? No. So, and, and I just watched uh, Winning Time, the, the newest episode of Winning Time. says, there are different paths to victory, right? Because if you look at the Lakers, Showtime, the Flash and Dash, all that kind of stuff, and they won championships. Well, guess what? You can still win championships and not do it the way the Lakers did it. Because then you look at the Celtics, who were all grit and all technical and all everything. They just played fundamental basketball, and they won multiple championships. Then you have the Detroit Pistons with Isaiah Thomas, Bill Lame Beer, the Motor City Ruffians, and all that kind of stuff that were just like like the Philadelphia Broad Street Bullies. That was the Pistons. And they won championships. And then the Bulls with one guy. With Well, well I mean, Scotty I mean, Scott Wolf won very helpful guy yeah. but then somebody wrote to me and i love this so then i mentioned this on uh mailbag the other night i said so because somebody had mentioned it to me they said you know when steve jobs died everybody said apple's done apple's done there is no other steve jobs and and there, you're right there is no other steve jobs there's no other Steve Jobs. And so many people were pontificating that that's it. Apple's, the, the heyday of Apple is done. 
blah, blah, blah. Well, what happened? Tim Cook came along, who's very different than Steve Jobs. Apple is five times bigger today than it ever was under Steve Jobs, which just kind of means you don't have to get a Kevin Feige clone to achieve great success with your brand new studio. You can get somebody else to come in. Maybe, I mean, yeah, maybe Kevin Feige is Michael or uh, Magic Irvin Johnson. You can get a Larry Bird. You can get an Isaiah Thomas. You can get a Michael Jordan who are totally different than him and get to great success in a totally different way. And I like the way they kind of first phrase that to me because I remember thinking, I think that's some, that's something that Rob and I can both get on board with. Absolutely. I, so, absolutely. Yeah, I, I like that thought okay, a lot. You're telling me, though, that Disney doesn't have a Palpatine-esque cloning chamber of Kevin <laughs> Feige. <laughs> I was joking. That they're going to sell to somebody at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, listen, and in hibernating one of those is Walt Disney himself. Yeah, they've got his head. Oh, God, that just reminds me. I mean, we gloss over some of the stuff about Walt Disney sometimes. It reminds me of this great scene in Family Guy. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Oh, when he pops out? Yes. Oh, God. So they do a cutaway. It's like it's like something, something with Walt Disney. <laughs> and they, they cut to a scene, and there's a, what do you call the chamber? It's a barrel. It's like a hyperbolic chamber. Hyperbolic chamber, yeah. right? And the guy opens the hyperbaric. up. Hyperbaric. hyperbaric. I was being hyperbolic. hyperbolic chamber I was being hyperbolic. And I just went with it. Yeah, <laughs> hyperbolic. Yeah. So the hyperbaric chamber opened up. He goes, welcome back, Mr. Disney. And the only thing Walt Disney says, are the Jews gone yet? And they go, like, nope. And then he lays back down and closed. <laughs> I, I loved sitting with my parents for that. I'm going, why would he say that? And I was like, we've got a lot to unpack today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Marie and Jeff are in for a time. Oh, uh, yes. Are those your folks? Yep. Marie and Jeff. Marie and Jeff. They're All so right. sweet. Sorry, we spent a lot of time on that. Yes, Wayne, thank you so much for writing that in. And again, thank you for supporting our channel at this the same time. This is a fun time. show. All right, what's next? From MP, oh my glob, John. Marlon Brando, the godfather, is Jorel. More of that good Italian anthropomorphism. Also, Rob is reminding me of how much I like black tea. What am I missing? He's drinking black well, tea I, I, all the every, time. Every, every morning I oh, get a... Oh, is that a, what you're drinking? This is an unsweet... This is a Trent... Once again, I'm shilling for another company that does not sponsor, sponsor us. us. But I drink unsweetened black iced tea, a Trenta. This is the biggest one you can get from Starbucks, which I love. All right. What's Especially that? when it's got a little aviation in there. has got a little in there. From Bobby Jackson, like you, John, I feel Mephisto will show up at some point, and I can't get the idea of massive talent himself, Nick Cage, playing the role out of my head. I don't see it. I, don't see, I, I just can't see Kevin Feige... I think that would be such a distraction yeah. from the MCU, so I just can't see it happening. I mean, listen, would I like to see Nicolas Cage show up in Doctor Strange the Multiverse of Madness? Not as Ghost Rider, but as Big Daddy? Oh my God, that would be the cameo to end all cameos. Or as Superman. Or, or as Superman, although that would be a really deep cut that only John Schnepp followers would really fully understand. But, but if Nick Cage showed up as Big Daddy, I'll be all for it. But I just don't see him showing no. up in there. I, I just can't see it. All right, what's next? James Argenta. I think first scene of film will be Gore killing Zeus. This film looks like it could be about Thor having a midlife crisis. First scene, I don't I don't buy it. I mean, maybe it could be. like, cause, Listen, we've heard that Russell Crowe's role is not big. So it could be that that entire opening sequence that we see on Olympus and all that kind of stuff. Is everybody's having a party? Because remember, how did Infinity War start? Infinity War started with a Mayday call. 
that Kenneth Branagh did, by the way. We start with a mayday call, wreck ship. We just see the wreckage now. Thanos and his Black Order have killed all these people. But then it's gone. Okay, that's the start of the movie. They could pull the same thing with this new one. They could say, man. Okay, can you imagine if it opens with, Gore, with the, the slaughter God, of sla- yeah the 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 Olympus the gods of Olympus and the only person who survives is Hercules? That would be interesting. There's I mean there's I don't I uh, you know what I was gonna say I don't think that's how it opens but you know the more I'm thinking about it now it's possible it's possible all right what's next because, well actually one other thing because the whole point of that opening scene of Infinity War was to instantly establish the power of Thanos he killed all these guys. Thor just got wrecked. He murders Loki and beats the hell out of Hulk. That's your start of the movie. You want to bring in Gore? Okay. He crashes a party at Olympus and kills the gods, kills Zeus, kills Hera, like kills them all. That establishes the threat level of Gore, and then you move on to join Thor with the Guardians getting in shape. I mean, it's... <laughs> I am your party captain. <laughs> You're from party the office. <laughs> That's a good call out. All right, what's next? All right, from Raymond. Rock opera, Thor needs Nickelback in its trailer. Absolutely needs Nickelback, except they're, they're a little later in the year, so probably not. All right, what's next? From Harv's K. Happy Monday, gang. My favorite movies of the first quarter. One, everything, everywhere, all at once. Showing amazing legs in box office, by the way. Two, X3... Uh, oh, 2X, 3, The Batman, 4, Turning Red, 5, Fresh. By the way, <gasps> Everything Everywhere All at Once. You okay? No Sonic on there? Oh. No Sonic. Everything Everywhere All at Once. One of the very rare... Fi- Remember we talk about between a 50 to 60% drop is a nice safe area. If you if you have a 50 to 60% drop from week one to week two, that's considered a decent. Anything over 60 is worrisome. Anything less than 50 is considered amazing. Everything Everywhere All Once on its second wide release weekend went up 2%. Went up 2%. Where, now, it couldn't have gone drop much lower because the opening weekend only made 5 6 or $7 million. It's all word dollars. of mouth. But it's I mean, all word of mouth, I, man. I don't think there's ever been a movie in the last 10 years that has the word of mouth that this movie has. Mm-hmm. It, it has to be word of mouth because I don't remember one trailer on TV or anything. They, I've seen a couple, I, but they don't have a big marketing budget, that's yeah, for sure. That's, that was, and I don't think the problem. trailer does a good job of selling it. Oh, okay. No, it really doesn't. But you know what? In its defense, I don't know how you market that movie. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I not, really it's don't. not a bad trailer. No. Bad poster, though. The big psychedelic poster thing. Mm. That, I love I, not it. a good. You like it? I, I like loved it, it dude. I don't think that was going to catch uh, many people's attention. Just, it's it's Eternal Sunshine with Kung Fu. Go to your theater. <laughs> that's actually that's a perfect. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's how it. Logan's been telling people to see it, and I was like, Eternal Sunshine with Kung Fu. I love it. All right, what's next? From Calvin, <laughs> John, I can't understand why people want so much a rated R Batman. For the life of me. I don't know if we ever got a Batman movie that kids can't watch. I think we'll have failed as a community. I mean, I, look, I get it. You can have darker Batman for sure. The Batman is clearly it's the darkest Batman we've ever had. But to get an R rating just means you have to have blood splatter. Look, it, to put it crudely, you need blood splatter, titties and, titties and F-bombs. Why? Why? I mean, are you wanting robert pattinson to show a bunch of peen and oh good put an r rating on it you want zoe kravitz you just want a lot of i mean 
a Batman movie does not need an R rating by any stretch of the imagination to be dark and gritty. Plus, and I think it'd be like distracting, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. It, it Batman Donner would be soups <laughs> distracting. Yeah, it's true. Very true. Yeah. All right, what's next? Stubble McShave loved The Northman. Maybe not for everyone, but it's in my top three of the decade. Wow. Yeah. Stubble. I told you, saw it. This is a movie you should watch in a theater. Great immersive sound. I am hearing nothing but amazing things. The one person I've heard tell me they weren't that big on it is somebody who is admittedly, and I know very well, is kind of uncomfortable with gory stuff. Aww. So not from everything I'm hearing about The Northman, which is just ravagingly violent, um, I'm not surprised that they didn't like it. And, and they weren't surprised that they didn't like it, given the nature of it. But everything else I'm hearing from it is... I mean, the word masterpiece is one that gets used too liberally, but I'm hearing a lot of people using the word masterpiece with it. I, I cannot wait. All right, what's next? Kyle Starr. The word planting Stormbreaker made me uh, made from Grudarm. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that was more... Not, he wasn't literally trying to plant it. I think that was just him symbolically, I'm retired. I'm putting down Stormbreaker. I'm retired. But we'll, obviously, he picks it back up a little bit later <laughs> and leaves. So we'll see how that works out. All right, what's next? From Carlos. Hey, great show, guys. Thank Was curious you. if Rob has seen the red letter media reviews of the recent Star Trek shows or any of their reviews, really. Okay. <clears throat> I discovered red letter media 10 years ago when they reviewed Star Trek Generations. And then they did the next generation reviews, the whole Mr. Plinkett thing. I watched those reviews incessantly. And then, of course, they dropped their prequel reviews. I have been a fan of red letter media ever since. And let me just say that I am so happy that Picard season two exists, if for no other reason than to watch them eviscerate every episode, because they are people that truly love Star Trek. Only they can do what they do, and God bless them. All right, what's next? <laughs> okay. Right, from Al Renshaw. Went down a rabbit hole of Graham Norton clips, and I know you've ta talked about on the show before, what are some of your favorite funniest clips? For me, it has to be Greg Davies or Olivia Coleman. I, I, I don't watch the show. Oh, it's, it's not. a. Uh, say, I mean, I've watched I've seen people send me clips of them and it always looks amazing. But I've never seen the show. But I've never actually sat down and watched an episode. Of it the show, is so. bar none. The greatest celebrity interview talk show on television. That's what I've heard. Yeah, because Graham, first of all, Graham Norton is an incredible. He's also a novelist. He's an incredible host. But what he does is he sets everybody right next to each other together mm -hmm. on 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 a, on a couch and they're drinking. And yet. The stories they tell, the banter they tell. One, I mean, one of my favorite things is when Matt Damon says, "This is one of the best. This is one of the best times I've ever had on a on a mm -hmm. talk show." I loved Tom Hiddleston doing an impression of Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in Heat to Robert De Niro mm -hmm. himself. I mean, it's That's a a, a, Olivia Coleman, the stories that she tells. He's so funny because she never knows what she's promoting. Where she's no. like, I really just don't care enough. <laughs> I mean, it, it is one of my dreams in life. I, I hoped one day to actually do something to warrant being on the Graham Norton show that I, I know I probably never will, but that's yeah, a dream I have. That's a dream I have. I would love to be on Graham Norton's show just to look meet up, Graham Norton. I was going to say, look up uh, Paul Rudd and Helen Mirren kissing. That's oh, a good one. That sounds like gold in and yeah. of itself. It's All right. so good, dude. What's next? Sam Fisher. I think they will do Black Bolt for the Illuminati, but I don't think it'll be uh, Anson Mount. I think it'll be a new actor for an Inhuman project later. I don't think they will. I don't think Kevin Feige wants to have anything to do with the Inhumans. Yeah. It's got a lot of stink on it. Yeah, it's got, number one, it's got a lot of stink on it. And personally, it was one of the, 
the match points of the conflict between him and Ike Perlmutter. I just don't think he wants anything to do. I mean, you never know. You never know. I'm just saying I'd be very surprised if they did. I could see him because Black Bolt doesn't talk. Right. So I could see him there like some redesigned MCU version of him. Doesn't say anything. Just as Kevin Feige, a middle finger, so to speak. Yeah, maybe. All right. What's next? From Duder Bricks, Better Call Saul premiere tonight. Any predictions for the fate of Kim, Nacho, and Lalo? Lalo? I don't watch the show, so I don't know if I'm saying that name wrong. Uh, my number one prediction, Mike covers for Nacho fleeing to Canada. I I haven't watched seasons four or five. I, so I, I have no idea. Anybody keeping up with that show? Nope. Uh, so, yeah, no predictions because I've only seen, like, the first two, maybe three. I can't remember. I keep... Going back and forth, I can't remember if I saw the first two seasons or the first three seasons, but I, I'm not up to date on it, so no predictions for Better Call Saul. Although it is one of the more celebrated shows out there. I know people are really excited about it, especially because we got Jesse Pinkman and Walter coming back. Mm-hmm. Now, whether they just pop up in the last season or the last episode, I mean, uh, who knows? We'll see. All right, what's next? From Michael, we must protect Ray at all cost. Much love, y'all. <laughs> Aw. Oh, thank you. I, thank you. Sure, you. that's not Anne sending that in. <laughs> all right, what's next? Michael Hamilton, will we get the next two Fantastic Beast movies? I mean, we do still need to see Dumbledore get the Elder Wand. I mean, it. Uh, like I said, I said earlier, I still believe it. There are two factors in which that we'll play into that. Number one, how good are its legs? Can can it drop fifty percent? If it can then it'll be all right. And also, how does it continue to do internationally? If this thing rolls in around the $400 million mark, yeah. If it rolls in around the 275 mark, no, I, I don't think they will. Now, you think they will make another one. Is that you also saying that you think it'll do better? Because if it like completely bombs, I mean, I, I don't know how they well, keep going. Well, yeah, if it completely bombs. But the thing is, you know, the movie is well done. It's a well-crafted film. It's not a... Yeah. It's not a debacle of any kind. And I think that, you know, the Harry Potter franchise is too valuable to let languish. And I think they'll keep it going. I hope so, because I I really did like this new one. All right, what's next? Bobby Jackson, this Thor teaser really gave me Flash Gordon vibes in some ways, especially the Zeus Olympus stuff. The the fact that Russell Crowe is like literally holding a thunderbolt. (laughs) I mean, like, oh, my God, this is so Taika Waititi. Everything about this was so Taika Waititi. I mean, I didn't personally get Flash uh, Flash Gordon uh, vibes myself, but did you? I mean, I can see it, though. I, I, I mean, maybe a little, but it didn't It it didn't play quite that way. But I could definitely see why somebody would say that, for sure. All right, what's next? From Kevin Unity. The part with Thor training with the hat on kind of looks like Vincent D'Onofrio's An Adventure in Babysitting. Which was being brought up yeah. a little bit earlier. By the way, the fact that he is wearing a hat that says Strongest Avenger. It's amazing. It just, it makes waking up in the morning worthwhile. Knowing that in the trailer, Thor is working out with a hat that says Strongest Avenger. It's like, <laughs> I, I love this world we live in. I do too. This is a beautiful place. All right, what's next? All right, from Jacob Hirsch, prediction. Volume three will be the name of a playlist on Peter Zoon that OG Gamora made of her favorite songs from uh, from before she died. Oh, oh, that's that's sweet. But she, he's, she's back, so I don't know that he'd care. <laughs> I mean, that's welcome to the MCU, ladies and gentlemen. If somebody dies, take a drink of coffee. They'll be back in no just a minute. No one's dead. Don't worry about it. No such thing as death. No well, consequences. No, I mean, she's a different Gamora. She's she's you know she's Gamora. You, you, you can try to rationalize it and semantics it all you want. It's Gamora. 
It's the same Gamora. It actually is from, from a different, a different time. A different without time. their history. It's true. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be interesting to see how that evolves. All right, what's next? Elliot Wizard, what do you all think about the Halo series? Okay. I am behind one episode on the Halo series. I was going to ask you because someone yeah. asked me, Ray. So after, well, I will just say this. After three episodes, I haven't seen the fourth. After three episodes, I'm on board. I'm really enjoying it. But I didn't see the fourth episode yet. I heard it was a snore fest. Is Ray saw the fourth episode. He wasn't so happy with it. Yeah, the f- episode four was kind of a snore fest to me. I guess to some people who follow, want to learn more about the character, I guess it's important somewhat to like, you know, but... I it was a waste of an episode, but I said I wasn't gonna stay up. But I just watched the trailer to the next episode, and things look like they're about to come off the roof. Like especially if you watch this about to pick up. So John, if I were you, I would just hold off on watching that episode and probably just watch it with episode five, so you have some redemption afterwards. Because there's way too much backstory and stuff that. I didn't need to know. I like backstory stuff, though, so maybe it'll be for me. It was a little too emotional, Chief, that I don't like. I kind of like emotional stuff. I don't know. So, but this next episode, I might have to stay up. It's two episodes. I mean, it's two nights. It's only two nights away. Because It's it's coming up fast. Yeah, because the Covenant returns, and we need Covenant. So it looks like in that trailer, they come. All right, what's next? From Glenmark. May contain puns. Ten show name ideas. All right. <laughs> the Cinephiles. No. The Gaffer Tape. That's not bad. Get a Grip. No. Real Talk. Already taken. Extreme Close Up. No. Lavalier. <laughs> nah. Deep Focus. That's not bad. Jegetic Sound. Nah. Dogma 95. <laughs> no. Me and Scenes. No. But there Me are and couple- Scenes. I, that's not a good name for a show, but that's funny. There are a couple in there that aren't bad. Actually, like pun or no pun, there's a couple in there that aren't bad. I'll have to I'll I, keep those. Let's combine all of them into one, one huge name. thing. <laughs> I put in the chat that we should be called Hyperbolic Chamber now. Hyperbolic, <laughs> Hyperbolic Chamber. That's a great name. All right, what's next? From Raymond. You know what also is in Africa? Genosha. X-Men. Um, I don't think just because you're talking about like there's here, let's be It's an island off of Africa. Yeah. Oh. yeah and there's been no reference to that at all. Just because you're talking about a continent. You know what else is in that continent? Yeah, so I, I, that one might be a bit of a stretch. That one might be a bit of a stretch. All right, what's next? From Sam Fisher. I like watching the recap even when binging because they clue you into what's in the episode. For example, if Joe's cancer isn't recapped, it's probably not in the episode. That's why I hate episode uh, recaps. Yeah. Those previously on. Yeah. Don't tell me my business. <laughs> I, I mean... First of all, you're kind of right, because when that previously on plays, if something is left out of, you know, well, I guess that's not being covered in this episode. Mm-hmm. You especially with Supernatural, you could tell it easily. It's like, OK, is this one of their procedural episodes or is this one of their like uh, what's what's the opposite of procedural? Uh, uh, Episode, yeah. Um, um, uh, mythology. It's procedural and and I've never mythology the name episodes, it. But anyway, like is it one of those you could tell pretty much right away? Like, are they continuing on with the story of the yellow-eyed demon, or is this going to be a monster mm. of the week one? Um, but still, I kind of like that. I've come accustomed to them, I guess. All right, what's next? From Wiley Todd, as Harry oh, Potter. Oh, there's Attack of oh, the whoops, Mushi. Attack of the Mushi. Mushi. Will Doctor Strange be on Movie Club after Multiverse of Madness? I don't know. That's, mm. It's that one's a borderline one. It, we could. Yeah, I know. I mean, to, it, it would be a good one to commemorate the opening if we did it the same week as the yeah. opening of Doctor Strange. It's not bad. Yeah. Doctor Strange is a good movie, but is it? Does it have the? 
Is it terminal like? <laughs> it's in his, I don't know if it's on terminal level. Yeah, you know, know what? We'll think about well, it. One we, day, by the way, we're going to have to do the terminal. Oh, it's never going to happen. I'll guarantee you as long as I still run this company, it will never happen. What if we did it as a special, a special edition just for Ray? <laughs> and we let him lead the discussion. I'll tell you, if that's a week that I'm on vacation, you have my blessing to do a terminal movie club. Sure, totally. Next year's April pre- Fool's movie club. Is I think it'd be pretty be fun to do it, though. All right. Yeah. What's next? All right. Now, Wiley Todd. As Harry Potter being my favorite franchise, Fantastic Beasts 3 had a lot of problems with characters and story choices. But I want it to do very well because I want more Harry Potter. Um, I thought the story choices were great, to be honest with you. I mean, I had some... And it sounds weird to say it about a movie about wizards and witches. <laughs> but I, I did have a couple of moments, and I won't go into the details here, obviously. But I, I had a couple of moments of a problem of suspension of disbelief. Because there's a couple of things that happen. It's like, okay, wait a minute. That doesn't make logical sense for the logic that's in this movie. I'm not trying to compare it to real world logic. I'm saying for the logic in this movie, what happened just there didn't make any sense. There were a couple of those moments for me. Still, overall, I thought it was a really well thought out. I like the fact that after the, the struggles of the last one, they went back and completely retooled the third film. They brought in another writer. And they made it focus more on a lot of the things that made the first Harry Potter so charming for everybody. Um, they they focused now. The reason they took out Newt's girlfriend, I keep forgetting her name, uh, but the reason they took out Newt's girlfriend was because they decided this movie needs to tie more in with the wider Harry Potter world. And they really did make Grindelwald and obviously Dumbledore more of a main focus. And while it was weird that the girl who's been the love interest for Newt hasn't been, wasn't in ninety five percent of the movie. It was the right choice. It was the right choice to focus this movie more on Dumbledore. At least from my perspective, at any rate, as one random fan. All right, what's next? From Jonathan Santiago, Andrew Garfield is my favorite Spider-Man. Favorite scene from the, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 1 was the crane scene where the construction workers helped him and the Amazing Spider-Man 2 scene with Aunt May in his bedroom telling the truth. I loved, by the way, that Peter-Aunt May relationship. Absolutely. I mean... I don't dislike any of the Peter and May relationships we've ever had, but I again, Sally Field. Um, I really like that one a lot. Worked mm. for me a great deal. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, and, and Andrew Garfield is also my favorite thing. And Spider-Man No Way Home only reemphasized that. Like mm-hmm. it really drove that one home for me. All right. What's next? From NC. Moon Knight, how amazing is his theme, the score and the music? Chills hearing an old Arabic song my parents listened to play over the Marvel opening credits. I am really digging the music. Absolutely. In it. And the end credits, they they at least for a couple of episodes, I didn't listen to the end credits for the first one, but like the end credits have like Egyptian hip hop thing. I'm like, I'm sitting there as the credits are playing, and I'm like, I have no idea what these guys are saying, but this is this is my jam right here. This is great. I'm liking the music. Ray, I know you point out you were really liking the music. It's the score of the whole thing, too. I like singing along to the music. With my <laughs> he own makes words. up his own lyrics. <laughs> I, I won't say what he what his lyrics are, but as the music starts playing, me, Ryan, and Ann there, and behind us, because Ray usually sits at the dining room table yeah, behind you know, us I gotta to get watch the movie. Whole view. And so... We're sitting there as the credits are playing and the music's going, and we're all like, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, Ray starts singing the lyrics. And he's totally making up, and we're like, oh, my God. I won't repeat them, but he's making up these lyrics, and we are 
They're not bad. You know what? We'll they have just Ray, don't make sense. We'll have Ray record it, and we'll put it up for our channel members. Aww. Channel members will get a recording of Ray singing <laughs> singing the made-up lyrics to the post-credit hip-hop songs. All right. What's the, By the way, I'm kidding. We're not going to make Ray do that. All right. What's next? Deshaun, Spy X Family is the hottest anime right now. A spy adopts a girl and marries a woman, not realizing they're a mind reader and an assassin. It's so good. I have not even heard of it. I've never heard that of that. That sounds cool. Either, sounds I, cool to me. I'd that watch sounds that. Sounds really cool, actually. An interesting concept. I like the concept. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks for putting that on the radar, Zashan. All right. What's next? Ben Rayner sending in a $20 super chat. Thank you, Ben. Hi, guys. I love this trailer. The song choice was awesome. But, John, tell me when you hear that song, do you also see, uh, see the scene in Step Brothers of Adam Scott and Katherine Hahn singing? I'm pumped for this movie. You know what? I didn't. And now that you mentioned it, that's oh, all I'm yeah, in the car. <laughs> Oh, oh, sweet child. Uh, and then the fun in the back. Yeah, with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the blue sky. And he like, he like berates him. And so he takes over. That's it was so funny. Oh, God. Okay, Step Brothers is a top five greatest comedy of all time so to funny. me. Yep. I, I can watch that movie every day. It doesn't matter. And actually, Anne and one of her friends just refer to each other as... I can't remember what are the nicknames for something dragon and oh yeah what are, what are the two nicknames they have for each other it was like white dragon or something or like that something so like, something like no that was peacemaker oh yeah but it was like um <laughs> oh anyway dragon and something was it dragon nighthawk thank you mr 47 comes through with the win on there nighthawk nighthawk and dragon and Anna and her other friend they just refer to each other as nighthawk and dragon <laughs> it is like one of the truly the greatest comedies ever made boats and hoes should have been given all the grammys oh it's god a banger. i oh, can't I if it. someone brings up catalina i can't be like say like of i have to be like the fuck <laughs> who doesn't say whenever you hear the word catalina yeah. you don't the say fucking part catalina. Is that when they're sleepwalking oh, and Will sleepwalking he's scene. putting in the pillows in the oven <laughs> Oh, no, you do that, Mr. You know, Spock. You know that whole scene was improv, right? That whole scene had to be. It was oh, so funny. It's so good. I think every moment of that, first of all, when Will Ferrell takes out his testicles and start rubbing it on the guy's throat kid, I'm like, no. Oh, my God. Like, every moment of this movie is absolute gold. Like, absolute gold. Okay, anyway, sorry. We could go off on that for a long time. We should all right. that one for Movie Club. Yeah. Oh, we should absolutely should. do Step Brothers for Movie Club. We should. We could 100%. skip Lord of the Rings right now. No. No. It's so beautiful. All right. What's next? Marie Seifring. It's going to be okay, bud. After that trailer, I'm just picturing Thor 4 at Eat, Pray, Love, Meet Silence of the Lambs. Only Taika could do this. Oh, my. God. Like, you watch the trailer, and you're just thinking, this has Taika Waititi written all over it. This is just like so, like everything from the shirt coming off, the Thor coming into frames. Okay, one of the greatest shots in a trailer ever. Like look into the eyes of someone you love and off frame it comes Thor. <laughs> smile. Like, but that is one of the greatest trailer That's moments so ever. Funny. That was so good. All right, what's next? All right, we got some support from Squigs. Thank, so thank you, Squigs. Uh, Faisal Dragachu. Thor looks like a hillbilly when he was training with the chain. It's perfect. <laughs> you got to pay good money for that at a CrossFit in L.A. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, you do. Yes. The size of the chain. Is oh, my, the crazy. size of the chain that's attached to some huge dead thing. Probably a foe he killed yeah, at some yeah. point. And, but again, everybody pointing out that the hat says strongest Avenger. It, it's, again. The callback right there. That <laughs> puppies. 
uh, children raising money for for veterans. These are the things that make the world beautiful. And the strongest Avenger hat on Fat Thor doing the chain workout is one of the things that makes life worth living. I just love that shot so much. All right, what's next? From Stubble McShave again. It took eight years from when Peter Jackson first thought of making the Lord of the Rings movies until he won his Oscar for Return of the King. Looking at you, Flash movie. Y yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> but also remember... It's one thing for development to be a long time. From when they announced the Lord of the Rings movies to when it was coming out, that was a shorter window. And yeah. that's fine, too. Like, But they, he worked on them a lot longer than, than before New Line came well, on board. He made three of them. He made three of them in the time that Flash hasn't been able to get one movie out. <laughs> Stubble pointing that out is just... But oh. it's still the biggest one to me is... They announced this Flash movie the same week that the Flash TV so show debuted. <laughs> the Flash is about to end its ninth, it end its run with nine seasons next year, and the Flash movie will still not have come out. Wait till that Wonder Twins power oh my gets God. activated. <laughs> oh, it's pre-Thor. Wonder yeah. Twins is going to get conceived of, cast, made, and released before the Flash will. And I the mean, Flash is already done. Uh, is it? Is it? Is it? <laughs> is it though? Well, they're figuring out who they're going to replace. Has All right, what's next? Oh, Elizabeth Hurado. I went to see Fantastic Beast three, and no one told me all the baby horsey type animal death. What the fuck? Sorry, spoilers, but that was so sad. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I, I, I mean, I, I can't comment. I'm not going to give any comment yeah. on that. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, come on, you know better. You shouldn't have written that in. But uh, I won't give any comment on it. But I mean, I'll just say emotional impact. It made the scene you're referring to had a, to me a real serious emotional impact. Wait, 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 wait. So I'm not going to explain anything okay. or answer anything about the I'm movie. I'm just saying there better be beasts in there if it's going to be called there that. Are, there are, be there um, are they beasts. are fantastic. Okay. Sorry for reading right. it. Anyone who hasn't What's seen it. What's next? Uh, Taika seventy five. Imagine Khonshu making the Punisher his avatar. Oh my gosh, Ooh. I'd like that. And you know, Frank probably wouldn't have a problem with it. Nah. Let's dish out some justice. I am real justice. All right, what's next? Comic Nizer. Walmart crew wants to know, will y'all be doing John Wick this year for Movie Club? Mm, yes. No. <laughs> no. No, listen, will we do John Wick? John Wick will get done at some point. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see it happening this year, but I mean, remember this, this is still early in the year, but I think that would be one that we save off to a little bit later. But yeah, at some point, John Wick will get done. It's just such a fun movie. <laughs> what so are we going to do? You've got mail. What? I'm just kidding. Maybe when we're running out of movies to do. Never that's a delightful movie, by the way. You got oh, yeah, it, is. A delightful it is a delightful movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. Almost. Remember bookstores? <laughs> bookstores. Man, bookstores are wild. You know what's funny about You Got Mail? It was a movie kind of highlighting the the sad decline of the local mom and pop bookstores Aww. for the big giant chain bookstores. You make if you remake that today, it's the death of the big giant bookstores for just online retailer call yeah. it amapon or something like that the <laughs> online book retailer so it'd be about a completely different thing these days all right what's next all right sam fisher i got fired on the second day at my new job because after the thor trailer i creamed my pants <laughs> just kidding god it was so good sweet child of mine is perfect it, i can't imagine i wouldn't have come up with it but i can't after seeing it in there i can't imagine there being a better song choice for this movie 
And it, like the song choice just tells you everything you need to know about the movie too, right? Oh God, I loved it. It was so good, man. I watched it like eight times this morning. All right, what's next? From Calvin again, I have a movies TV WhatsApp group with people from my PKMN Go, uh, from my Pokemon Go WhatsApp group. Yes, I know. And as a consensus, they're all saying about Dumbledore, the same as Batman, etc. It will be on HBO Max in six weeks. I can wait. Yeah, it'll probably be. I, I would suggest, listen, it is a movie that is worthy of going to the theaters to see. I mean, if you want... It's a big screen spectacle. Yeah, if you want quality movies to continue to be made, go and support them when, we're, when they're in theaters because watching them on HBO Max does nothing for them. Uh, go and support the movies if you're interested in it because I really believe it is worth checking out. But hey, that's just me. That's just my opinion on that. All right, what's next? From Itzante, did John forget to turn off Super Chats? Love this show. Uh, no, they're off. They're, they've been off for a while, so we're good. We're all good. <laughs> all right, what's next? <laughs> Sean Miner sending in an almost $20 Super Chat. All right. I got engaged to my girlfriend. Oh, dude, congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, I had to come and share it with you guys. Love the show. And I'm so excited for Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, uh, that is, I mean, I, I, unless, of course, your fiance is a total jerk. If that's if that's the case, yeah. then you're making a mistake. Get out of it now. But no, we're going to assume that your fiance is a wonderful, delightful person. And that is awesome news. Thank you for sharing that joyous news with us. And to commemorate it, the universe gave you a Thor Love and Thunder trailer. That's the galaxy celebrating your engagement. Uh, you know, one of the first questions I always like to ask people that I, if I meet them as couples is what is the first movie they saw together in the theater? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's always an icebreaker. Half the time they can't remember, which makes me sad. But, you know. <laughs> All right. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Know you. You're, you're, you're welcome. Chris. What was the first time? Uh, what was the first movie you and Logan saw in the theater? Oh, uh, we saw uh, Avengers together. Wow, was, that was when we were just friends, and then the first date we went on for a movie, we saw uh, the Guardians, the the like Christmas Guardians movie. Was it the oh, owl one? No, the one with Jack Frost. You know, the one with Jack no, the Frost. other. You're thinking of really the Owls of Gaul, yeah. which is directed by Zack Snyder. I actually really like that movie. I think that movie's really good. <laughs> that other Guardians movie, though, it's delightful. Uh, not as good to me. Not That's as good fair. To me. <laughs> It's pretty um, precious. John? Yes? First movie you and Anne saw? Iron Man. Oh? Uh, I think it was Iron Man 2. Anyway, it was a pre- our first date was supposed to be to a press screening of Iron Man. We were late for it, so we just went back to my place and watched 30 Days of Night, which I love that movie. Wow. And then so I got another press screening for that same movie, and then she came with me to that one. Nice. Yeah, you know me and my Xbox. <laughs> We haven't seen a movie yet. That's his longest term relationship. We haven't seen no movie yet. (laughs) No movie? But we will when I propose to it. Oh, my God. Are you going to marry a lot of NBA, though. Played a lot of NBA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of NBA. A couple that plays NBA together. (laughs) What's next? Uh, From My Comic Planet. Oh, sorry. By the way, just one more time, Sean. Congratulations. Congratulations. That is awesome, man. Thanks for sharing. My Comic Planet. So, John Campia goes from I Don't Drink to alcoholic what the fuck don't aviation gin lol so here's the thing though like if you see me it's canadian gin. drinking something uh this is what it will do like i'll i'll drink something like the reason i don't drink is not because of any philosophical thing yeah i just don't like the taste of alcohol of course that's that's the thing i just don't like the taste of it but you can hide that taste Boy, yeah, yeah so that's the thing so it's like if they're kind enough to send us some delightful aviation gin who yeah. by the way does not sponsor this show aviation gin sponsor sponsor us, you aviation sons of gin. yeah rob yeah. does um 
if I have a full cup of, say, some Zevia, also people who don't sponsor this show, mm-hmm. I can take a little splash. Zeviation, this, baby. Put it in Zeviation. there. Zeviation. Zeviation. Oh. Put a little splash in there. And it, it'll just give it a little bit of a taste profile change, but not much. So I don't really taste the alcohol. So if that's happening, then I can drink it. But that's the thing to me. Like I, I'm a Canadian that doesn't drink beer. I'm an Italian who doesn't really drink wine. I mean, it's just a uh, I, I have to say, as an alcohol connoisseur, and as somebody who began his drinking career drinking a lot of gin, this is a very good gin. It's it is a very good one. gin. It's really, really, it's really this, good. And then it's like above Hendrix. And uh, yeah, I'm not just mm-hmm. saying it because they sent it to us for free. No, it's because yeah. you know anybody who sends me a free alcohol doesn't mean I'm going to give them my endorsement. Yeah. But this is a good gin. That's a good start. It's a good start <laughs> to getting your endorsement. All right, what's next? From John Redcorn, over under nine percent. Triple H from Blade Three appears in Doctor Strange. Uh, I'll, I'll go under, but I'll take the nine percent of him appre- uh, appearing as uh, Hercules in uh, Thor. Why not? Yeah, of course. Like, if you really want to see, listen, Triple H is m- one of my top three favorite wrestlers of all time. I love Triple H, but it was Blade Trinity that really convinced me. Yeah, Paul, that's his real name, Paul. He should not be in movies. That's not his calling. You you run the wrestling business, man. Uh, but as Hercules, <laughs> he has a I, great look. He has a great look. Great look. Mm-hmm. You know, he could be a couple things, but yeah. Yeah, that's why I say, hey, as long as you don't give him any lines, make him Hercules. Just like, I I acknowledge you, God of Thunder. And that's it. And then just have him go off and fight something and crush some skulls. And, and then he spits it. water out. And then he spits up. <laughs> I, don't, I, I like this idea of Zach Efron with a bushy beard and mustache. And then you got Motorhead <laughs> playing in the background whenever Triple H shows up as Hercules. Motorhead's got to play. All right. What's next? Jordan Ellis. Perfect teaser. Great song choice because not even Thor knows where can we go now. Can't <laughs> wait. I'm so excited for this movie. Doctor Strange will be good, but this, this is going to be a whole nother level. LOL. I, listen, I, I have, even though my tweet earlier today said I'm now more excited for Thor Love and Thunder, and I am. I'm not saying Thor Love and Thunder is going to be the better movie. Like, I'm, I may absolutely enjoy Doctor Strange 2 more. Absolutely. I, I'm just saying... God, that trailer got my engine revving, man. I am so stoked to well, see. It's a different. It's a character. What I love about it, it's a character. Doctor Strange is this big. My God, multiverse of madness. There's cameos. There's craziness. There's Wanda. There's blood. This is a character study. It, and and as far as movies go, isn't Journeys into a character one of the richest kind of movies you can watch? And get this, I'm excited, dude. Here's the bonus. We're gonna go and see Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And once we come out. A countdown clock of I think seventy four days, like seventy something days, until we get to see Thor: Love and Thunder. It's it's a glorious time, my friends. It's a glorious time. All right, what's next? From Jordan Ellis, perfect uh perfect teaser. Oh no, I just did that one. Uh, oh, yeah. Al Renshaw. Chances we get a reference to Gore in Moon Knight. I mean, that, that's been, we've asked that question a couple times on the show. It's like, could it end with Gore? I don't see them doing that. I, I don't think they're going to introduce that in that. But number one, because it doesn't seem to be really any connection between the properties. So I'm going to go no. I think no, but I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if we see Moon Knight show up in Love and Thunder. Okay, so the opposite, a little bit different. Anybody think that we're going to see Gore in Moon Knight? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. All right, what's next? Dante legitimately bawled tears of joy over that teaser. I am telling you, man, it made me so happy. And I laughed so hard, so out loud with that. 
you know, just look in the eyes of someone you love and Thor's head comes into the shot. One of the best moments in trailer history, in my opinion. All right, what's next? Sam Fisher, I love his interaction with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and seeing Jane's Thor and Valkyrie, but no gore. My only issue was the skeleton when he was exercising looked unfinished. Um, I don't know. I thought it looked pretty good. But again, I think the no gore was the 100% right decision. Uh, yeah. You don't bring in gore in the first teaser. You just tell them the world, woo, get excited for Thor. <laughs> Nobody knows who gore is. So that's perfectly fine. The next trailer, the full trailer, the two and a half minute one, that will have gore. Right? And what do you think about the skeleton we saw there? I thought I, it looked look, fine. You know what? As we all know, trailer shots are done way in advance. It couldn't, maybe it's not finished yet. You know, maybe it's not properly color timed. I never judge effects work by a trailer. Never. All right. What's next? From My Comic Planet. Or wait, down well. What was the process like to make your documentary? And would you ever do another one or direct a movie? You have uh, directed I a movie. have directed a movie. I've made, I've made a couple of documentaries now. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to go into a half hour of my process of making a documentary, but look, this, I had the idea for a documentary. I started researching it and then I grabbed a camera and I started shooting it. Mm -hmm. And then me and Jonathan Boyko spent a couple of months editing it and then we released it. I was actually <laughs> surprised because you talked about it for a while and then you just made the decision. I'm going to do it. And like you were doing it in a week. You told me about it for like six months. Like, I have this idea. I want to make this documentary. I was impressed by that. When Once you decided to do it, you're like, I th I'm going to do it. You just did it. Yeah. I mean, but see, that's something I think more people need to do. Everybody, I agree. Everybody talks about something they want to do, and then they sit down and wait for somebody to come along and give it to them. Like, a lot of people ask me, hey, John, I want to get involved in online movie commentary. It's like... Okay, and the thing, like, how can I do it? Uh, go onto YouTube, create an account, start making videos. Right. Well, no, no, like, how can I get somebody, like, with a bigger channel to hire me? <laughs> Why would anybody hire you if you're not willing to do it yourself? Like, create your own opportunities. Mm -hmm. I decided I want, listen, however good or bad you think the results were, I always wanted to write a book. It's like a lot of people did. I've always wanted to write a novel. So I just wrote a novel. I'm very proud of it. It's not the best seller on Amazon or anything, but I'm very proud of it. And and pretty soon that'll be me. I always wanted a Wanda Hot Toy, and then I just made a bet, and then Wanda Hot Toy right here. steps to fulfill my shit. dreams. <laughs> but I mean that's the thing. Like I, I just tell everybody. It's like people say, John, hire me. I'm like, okay. Like I get these emails all the time. Like especially whenever I make any kind of announcement or whatever, like we said, we're getting the new studio, and I get a lot of people writing to me. And God bless the live studio. Hey, can you hire me? And I'm like, okay, but but for what? That was literally my, my callback <laughs> with you, though. Yeah, <laughs> in my callback with you, I was like, so when you hire me, and you're like, that's a, a interesting claim, and I was like, when you hire me, John. Anyway, <laughs> that was pretty much. He was like, you're gonna hire me. I'm gonna work. But a lot of people write write to me like out of the blue, just cold call, say, hey, can you hire me for something? And I'm like, but what do you to, to do what? Well, I think I, I love DC movies. I think I can talk about them a lot. I'm like, all right, point me to your online catalog of you talking about things. Well, I've never done it yet. And it's like, okay, so here's something for you. If you have not shown that you're not actually passionate enough about the content to have taken the steps to go out and make your own thing and then to show that you have the ability to do it and you can attract an audience, if you don't have enough passion to do it for yourself, why should I want to pay you to do it for me? 
And that's why, like, when somebody like Chris Carr comes along and she shows her experience in it, she's done it, she's done the YouTube thing, she's got all this experience, she understands the content, blah, blah, blah. See, that's when I go, well, shit, this girl. Like, this is somebody we need to have well, around. Well, I mean, it's you a good I mean? example. People should ask themselves, are they as good as Chris Carr? Aw, that's a new what would Jesus do bracelet idea for all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> or there's the idea of the old Picasso story where, where Picasso, the artist, does his it, it, somebody asks him to do a sketch on a napkin and he does it and he says that'll be a million dollars and the guy's like a million what, what do you mean a million dollars you just did it in five seconds he said yeah but it took me a lifetime to get to the point where i could do a sketch on a napkin right now so it's a million and you'll get a million dollars yeah. if you take this yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll easily get a million dollars so yeah like it's like for everybody, it doesn't matter if you want to get involved in film punditry, uh, architecture, texture, uh, whether you want to get involved in uh, music or whatever, just <laughs> identify what you want to do. And this, you've heard me say this a million times. Identify what you want to do, and then every single day, do something, no matter how big or small, that takes you one step closer to that goal. Maybe it's writing an email you need to write. Maybe it's reading an article you should read to get brushed up on, on something. Maybe it's something more concrete. But every day, do something that takes you one big or small step closer towards your goal. Just get off your ass and do something. And that's what my dad always used to say. Get off your ass and do something. Get off your ass and do something. And we live in so. a world where the, the, the tools, the technology, you can do. Like people ask me the same thing. Well, how can I get into filmmaking? Um, go make a movie. And then people look at me like I'm nuts. Everybody who's ever made a movie did just that. Mm -hmm. All the independent filmmakers, all the filmmakers that you love. I mean, I, I think I made my first movie when I was nine, when I got an eight millimeter camera, a Super 8 camera. Aww. I mean, and we have the technology now. You're carrying around movie cameras in your pocket. Yeah. But, you know, here's the thing, too. This goes back, like, to AMC and, and Collider days. When we would be hiring and resumes would come in, like I, I said once on a show, like one of the things I'm re I, that I that stands out to me is education, and a lot of people would object. So you, well, you know, just because you went to school for something doesn't mean you'll be good at it. I go, no, that that's true. Just because you went to school doesn't mean you'll be good at it. But you know what it tells me? It tells me you were fucking serious about this. If you were willing to put up all the money that takes to go and all the time and the years it would take to do it, it may or may not have made you great at this. We'll find that out later. But what it tells me is that you're damn serious about it. So, like, yeah, I, like Rob, I was talking before, like the, the great film instructor, Dove S.S. Simmons. Best line I ever heard about filmmaking. Somebody asked him at a seminar I was at. And I went to it because Quentin Tarantino recommended this seminar. So I went to it and he said, look, everybody always asks me, how do you make a movie? Here's how you make a movie. You guys have heard me say this. How do you make a movie? He says, here you go. Pick up a camera, point it at a couple of friends and hit record and say the word action. 90 minutes later stop the recording and say cut you've made a movie just do it just just go just go do it just stop talking about doing it and go doing it at the risk of becoming a shia labeouf meme here stop talking about yes, doing it. john just do it <laughs> go just get off your ass and do just, it quit waiting for somebody to come along and give it to you all right
What's next? Sorry, I went off a bit of a tangent there. What's My next? comic planet. My fave scene from the Thor trailer was where Korg and Thor standing together over the beast. It looked familiar, and I realized it's pulled directly from the comics. Shows attention to detail. Loved it. Always, that stuff is always in there. It's, mm -hmm. And I was very happy to see that Korg was back in there. I, I mean, we knew because Taika Waititi was there, but I love Korg. Yeah, you had to bring him back. Yeah. He's like part of the team now. Mm -hmm. I mean, what one of the best lines... In all of the MCU, and without context, it sounds empty, but is piss off ghost. <laughs> piss off ghost is one of the funniest moments ever in the MCU. It's just absolutely amazing. Or what are you going to do with this? A kill three vampires, which of course is an homage to his own what we do in the shadows. It's he's so freaking brilliant. He's so brilliant. All right. What's next? And we're just ending things with Amy Bergello. Uh who's sending in a support oh thank you amy berg and guys that'll do it for this installment of the john campia show thank you so much for being here and making this show part of your day hey guys while you're here click on that thumbs up button make sure you leave a comment down below all these things help the channel out and subscribe to the channel if you've not done so already i blinked we crossed 285,000 subscribers the other day we did Yay, yeah we know. might have even crossed another thousand i'm not sure but thank you to everybody for that so do all that good stuff. Uh, I am now heading off to go to the new studio to uh, get some things prepared and ready for it. I want to thank the people in the room here with me, though, who have done the show with me today. We got Robert Meyer Burnett over here. We've got Ray Aura. We've got Chris Carr. And most importantly, we've got you guys for joining us here. Special thank you to all you guys who sent in the Super Chats, number one because it gave us great fun things to talk about. But number two, you supported this channel as you did it. And all of us involved with the show, thank you guys very much. For your support don't forget to come back and join us again tomorrow check out all the other videos on the channel that'll do it for us for now guys thanks a lot for being here my name's john campia and until next time my friends she's got eyes.